You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. You don't want smoke, you don't want heat Wanna write checks, can't cash that huh? Lil Jazzy, I got receipts check, check. My warfare's so unique huh? Got the hit squad, you know we deep How you gon' pull up a war with a woman controlling the narrative Y'all niggas weak, Hey, trust me, your future look bleak huh. Thank you for turning against me, cause that doesn't prove me I keep making tweaks, uh, busy, I'm out of the streets Street. Y'all still writing tweets? Shit, everybody sick when I clap Pat, my enemies gotta retreat Petty fight work They don't know who they accusing Got bombs and I ain't even use it yet. I made a sword out of music. Do it. When I strike, these devils gon' lose it, huh? That Trump car was a doozy. Tryna damage the way people view me. Joke. They shootin' they shots back to back. You don't know you can't step to a guy with a Uzi. Little boy, 
this good over evil. I'ma talk once after that, that ain't no sequel. Right. My weapon is lethal. It's about time I go hunt for a weasel. Hey, this for the people. Fight off these demons coming for the feeble. Uh. My weapon is lethal. It's about time I go hunt for a weasel. Hey, 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 hey. I'm calling on soldiers. Hey. Man, get in line. 
proof we just got the If you do this, it will be war. You killing them all, blood on the floor You ready for war? Rah, rah, 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 You ready for war? This is the day we prepared The time has come, are you scared? Pass me the sword of a lance I do me in blood everywhere your ways, before the Lord takes you away, told me be bold like a lion, this is a war, somebody die, ah, never give up, never give in, this is a fight, we're destined to win, strike the enemy, aim for the head, pay the rise, I'm never again, hit him again and again, again and again, I can't show no mercy, the people we gotta defend, give him a hundred percent, gotta be worth it, I know that you're listening, you must remain humble and disciplined, you must keep the hunger and vigilance, and execute punishment, when I'm older, know that the tub's getting colder. Pushing this weight on my shoulders, get light with the sword of the host. Remember, my avenger, you're a fighter, a defender for your father, a contender for the body and his members. Lessons you teach, I meditate until we walk through heaven gates. I'm ready to fight, won't hesitate. But on Lord, my life, I'm a dedicated. Dedicate, then you will elevate. Remember your father in heaven, no surrogate. Sharper your sword on the stone for the heaven. Remove all that leather, get ready, don't hesitate. We in the battle, skedaddle, or detonate. Remember your stock, get it popping, then decimate. We are the sons of the prophets, no featherweight. Built for this battle, revive what they desecrate. I'm ready for war, ready to bloody my sword, ready to kick in the door, ready forever. The devil been breaking, I seen that you did it. I'm ready to soar. I'm packing my Bible, got everything with me. I wanted to give me, I heard you before. I gotta put in this work for my people. Then I eat, cause I'm ready to roar. You ready to roar? 
ain't for his head Nah, it ain't dead if his blood isn't shed Bet he gon' pay for the day when he begged him to raise And he raced off our faces instead Woo! Fire from heaven, no threats Eat him, gon' need him a rest Sword through his crest, call her relieving my stress We ending his name nonetheless I am a son of a leader I'm tryna part me a Peter I heard what you said, but these demons ain't ready I don't need no mic, I need readers Ready to battle whatever, whoever can get it Let's think of what Bishop he needs And pull up and beat us the block Cause you know that there's how many leaders Can never defeat us, we are the leaders Wait, hey, boy you gon' have your day Swinging and slinging that sword Better remember that it cut both ways Better fix your face cause this race ain't cake Yeah, be humble, don't step out your place Your patience possessing your soul Remember don't focus, the king on the way The king on the way and I can't wait All of these heathens gon' vacate We coming with vengeance all up, put up buildings We giving new meanings to May They pull up and shut up whoever is tripping Some in my victim with scriptures They giving them the business, no kidding, I'm ready Ready ain't nothing, I'm petty I'm slicing up better than Nettie Remember the law Kingdom is ours, dragon is raw, we coming for all, nations gon' fall, you ready for war, strong in the law, ending by far, them pick up my sword, you killing them all, blood on the floor, you ready for war, rah, rah, you ready for war, rah, rah, you ready for war, rah, rah, you ready for war, Job 9.24 The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? Job 30.3.8 For want and famine they were solitary, fleeing into the wilderness in former time, desolate and waste, who cut up mallows by the bushes and juniper roots for their meat. They were driven forth from among men, they cried after them as after a thief, to dwell in the cliffs of the valleys, in caves of the earth, and in the rocks. Among the bushes they brayed, under the nettles they were gathered together. They were children of fools, yea, children of base men. They were viler than the earth. The architecture in Petra, Rome, and the U.S. capital shares remarkable similarities. Firstly, all three display a mastery of grandeur, emphasizing power and authority. But according to the Bible, that authority is that of the Red Dragon. The impressive facades of Petra's treasury, Rome's Colosseum, and the U.S. Capitol building showcase the might of their respective civilizations. Secondly, they demonstrate architectural innovation, from the integration of natural rock formations in Petra to the impeccable use of arches and columns in Rome and the neoclassical design in the U.S. Capitol each display unique elements that push the boundaries of construction. 
Their fascinating appreciation for caves as the descendants of the troglodyte is daunting. Lastly, they serve as cultural symbols. Petra represents the Idumean civilization's prosperity, while Rome embodies the grandeur of the Roman Empire, and the U.S. capital symbolizes America's democratic values. These architectural wonders stand the test of time, unifying civilizations across continents through their similarities and cultural significance. The vision of Obadiah. Thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom, We have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen, Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen, thou art greatly despised. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, Who shall bring me down to the ground? Though thou exalt thyself as the eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith the Lord. How are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? Follow the Forefront Radio for more. Title, Alexander the Greek unveiling the evils of Hellenization in Africa. Introduction 1 Maccabees 1 1 And it happened after that Alexander son of Philip the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Chediim, had smitten Darius king of the Persians and Medes, that he reigned in his stead, the first over Greece, the conquests of Alexander the Greek, marked a turning point in history as the Greek Empire expanded its influence across vast lands, extending into Africa. However, this period of Hellenization brought with it a multitude of evils that impacted the black indigenous peoples, particularly the Israelites. This video aims to shed light on the oppressive practices and the profound influence of forced oppression and slavery perpetrated by Alexander and his Greek armies in Africa. By examining historical sources and referencing the books of 1st Maccabees and 2nd Maccabees, this video will explore the devastating consequences of Hellenization on the Israelite population. 1. Maccabees 1, 7, 9. So Alexander reigned 12 years and then died, and his servants bear rule everyone in his place, and after his death, they all put crowns upon themselves. So did their sons after them many years, and evils were multiplied in the earth. Understanding Hellenization and its Goals Hellenization refers to the spread of Greek culture, language, and political ideologies throughout the conquered territories. The primary objective of Hellenization was to assimilate the conquered peoples into Greek culture, thereby consolidating Alexander's rule and unifying his vast empire. This process rapidly became a tool to enforce Greek cultural practices and to erode the distinctive cultural identities of indigenous populations. Similarities are found in the sinister practices of Rome, as well as the integration of Eurocentric culture in the West today. Forced Oppression and Slavery of the Israelites the Israelites, who had long been a significant presence in Africa, faced the brunt of Alexander's wrath 
and the subsequent Hellenistic dynasty's oppression. The Greeks sought to crush the religious beliefs, customs, and traditions of the Israelites by imposing their own culture and suppressing the Israelite way of life. Forcing the noble Israelites to no longer call themselves Jews, but to live by the moniker as Greek citizens, Grecians, Antiochians, and part two. Historical accounts reveal that the Israelites were subjected to forced labor, slavery, and religious persecution. The restrictions placed on their practices and observance of Afro-Hebraic biblical culture were a deliberate attempt to break the spirit of the Israelite community and weaken their cultural cohesion. The Greeks desecrated Israelite temples, banned circumcisions, and imposed pagan practices upon the Israelites, further exacerbating their suffering. The books of 1st and 2nd Maccabees as sources. The books of 1st Maccabees and 2nd Maccabees provide invaluable historical context and shed light on the impact of Hellenization on the Israelite community. These texts provide first-hand accounts of the atrocities committed by Alexander and his armies, as well as the relentless struggle of the black people to resist and preserve their cultural and religious heritage. First, Maccabees chronicles the persecution of the Israelites, highlighting the decrees imposed upon them and the resistance led by a group of black Hebrew fighters known as the Maccabees. Second, Maccabees delves further into the brutalities faced by the Israelites emphasizing the strength and resilience of their community in the face of immense adversity. The Evils of Hellenization in Africa The infiltration of Greek culture into Africa brought about several significant evils for the Israelites. These include 1. Suppression of religious freedom. The Greeks sought to eradicate the Bible by prohibiting key practices such as temple worship, circumcision, and the observance of Bible Holy Day festivals. This assault on religious freedom was intended to weaken the spiritual and moral foundations of the Israelite community. 2. Cultural Assimilation Hellenization aimed to enforce Greek customs, language, and norms upon the conquered territories. Greek education, clothing, and even the introduction of Greek deities and philosophies sought to assimilate the Israelites into a foreign culture, erasing their distinct identity. 3. Slavery and Forced Labor The Israelites were subjected to forced labor and slavery, leading to the loss of their lands, economic independence, and personal freedoms. This further marginalized and oppressed the already vulnerable Israelite community. 4. Desecration of Holy Sites The Greeks defiled Hebrew temples throughout Africa, replacing them with pagan sanctuaries dedicated to Greek deities. Follow Forefront Radio for more. Unveiling the shadows of power, conflicts, atrocities, and lies of the George W. Bush administration. Introduction the George W. Bush administration, which spanned from 2001 to 2009, was marked by significant conflicts, atrocities, and a legacy tarnished with accusations of deception. This essay delves into the administration's actions and their consequences, backed by factual data, to shed light on the shadows of power that define this period in American history. 1. 
the Iraq War, a false premise. The Bush administration justified the invasion of Iraq with claims that Saddam Hussein possessed weapons of mass destruction, WWNDs. However, subsequent investigations and intelligence reports revealed no evidence of such weaponry. The war resulted in the deaths of approximately 189,000 people, including over 4,400 American soldiers. 2. Torture and Detention Policies The administration implemented aggressive interrogation techniques, including waterboarding, sleep deprivation, and prolonged stress positions in secret detention facilities like Guantanamo Bay. Human rights organizations criticized these practices as torture and a violation of international law. 3. Civil Liberties Erosion the Patriot Act, hastily enacted after the 9-11 attacks, gave the government sweeping surveillance powers without sufficient oversight. As a result, privacy rights were infringed upon, undermining civil liberties and fostering a climate of fear and suspicion. 4. Post-invasion chaos in Iraq The Iraq War created a power vacuum, leading to sectarian violence and insurgencies. The civilian death toll reached an estimated 137,000 by 2019, leaving Iraq in enduring turmoil. 5. Hurricane Katrina Response Failure The Bush administration's response to Hurricane Katrina in 2005 was marred by inadequate coordination and delayed aid delivery. The storm's devastation disproportionately affected low-income communities revealing systemic racial and socio-economic disparities in the government's disaster response efforts. 6. Economic Fallout and Financial Crisis The administration's deregulation policies in the financial sector, including the repeal of the Glass-Steagall Act, contributed to the 2008 global financial crisis. This crisis resulted in millions of Americans losing their jobs, homes and pensions while Wall Street institutions received bailouts. Follow the Forefront Radio for more. Title, Esau's Judgment and the Parallels Between Rome and America, A Reflection on Divine Justice. Introduction, Within Jewish scholarship, the story of Esau as depicted in the Torah has been subject to interpretation and contemplation. Jewish scholars have examined the character of Esau, his relationship with Jacob, and the consequences of his actions. Drawing upon these insights, some find intriguing parallels between ancient Rome and modern-day America, highlighting certain practices and motivations that may attract divine judgment. By exploring these connections, we can gain a deeper understanding of the potential consequences of particular societal attitudes and actions. 1. Esau and Rome Esau, as depicted in the scriptures, is often associated with Rome due to the period in which the Roman Empire exerted its influence. Just as Esau skirted the path of righteousness, Rome was perceived as a powerful and imperialistic force that embraced indulgence, corruption, and idol worship. This connection allows us to examine some of the enigmatic practices and motivations prevalent within the Roman Empire, which may shed light on similar patterns in contemporary America. Two. Rome and America. 
Drawing parallelism between Rome and America raises several thought-provoking questions about the values and practices of the latter. Just as Rome accumulated power through conquest and colonization, America's historical trajectory includes the displacement and subjugation of indigenous populations. Similar to the Roman Empire, America has at times been accused of prioritizing material wealth, consumerism, and the pursuit of personal gain over communal well-being. 3. Ethical Concerns and Divine Judgment Jewish scholars and theologians have long explored the concepts of divine judgment and human responsibility. They emphasize the importance of ethical behavior, social justice, and treating others with compassion. Within the context of Rome and America, this raises challenging questions about practices such as exploitation, systemic injustice, and the pursuit of dominance at the expense of morality and fairness. 4. Societal Transformation and Divine Intervention While the connections between Esau's judgment and the potential judgment of modern nations are speculative, Jewish scholars emphasize the possibility of divine intervention to rectify societal imbalances and injustices. Or the Quarantine Report, I'm Amy Goodman. The FBI and New York Police Departments are facing new calls to finally open their records related to the assassination of Malcolm X, shot dead 56 years ago. Black this, black that, black when, black how I was black then and I'm black now Black fist, black power, black pain look like black rain See our tears turn to spring showers And nourish the rose that grew from the con This is part two of the Forefront Radio Talking about the law that the Catholic Church passed To authorize the captivity of indigenous populations And so-called blacks Let's get right into it Welcome to the Forefront Radio Follow to subscribe we provide exclusive incentives for those that subscribe to join our Discord channel. On our Discord channel, you're able to listen in depth to our discussions as well as get visual uh, representation of seeing exactly what we're doing during the live studies and the live podcast. So all of our subscribers get access to that. Shalom to you, peace and blessings to all of the 12. 12 tribes of Israel, Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, you are the lost tribes of Israel. So now let's get right into it. On June 18, 1452, Pope Nicholas V issued the papal bull Dumb Diversus. Through this proclamation, he declared that Catholic nations should condemn any enemy of Christ to eternal slavery. So what group of people did they target? They targeted so-called African, so-called indigenous peoples who were not guilty of hating Christ because they did not know about this particular religion. They formed great nations thousands of years prior without the help of the Catholic Church. Yet Eurocentric delusional people viewed them as savages, even though they were just farmers, because they did not think like them. Okay, They assumed that anyone who was not Catholic lacked morals, and thus they could do whatever they want to them. Pope Nicholas V's dumb diverses got the ball rolling, justifying cruelty and subjugation. She had a room with at least 10 people. So African Americans became Christian by force, while Eurocentric delusional people have a long history of unaliving and hurting black people by saying their pain was for their own good, the start with the Catholic Church initiated these things. 
In the United States, for example, slave owners prohibited African slaves from reading for generations, meaning if you read in the Bible where it says, my skin is black upon me, Job 30, 30, you would say, hold up, wait a minute. This Bible verse says that the Jews are black. If you read Jeremiah 14 and 2, Judah mourneth and the gates thereof languish, they are black unto the ground. You would say, hold up, wait a minute. This Bible is saying that the Hebrews are black. If you read in the Bible where it says, are you not as children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel, O children of Israel? Where directly in the verse, it compares black Ethiopians to Israelites. But guess what? During slavery, you had no choice. You could not read nor write. They made it criminal for you to read. But guess what? We can read now. We can read our history and reveal based on what we call history and biblical-based prophecy that we are the people of the Bible. They literally enslaved God's chosen people. It's time to wake up, y'all. Break through the matrix. Break through the lies that you have been indoctrinated to receive through Eurocentric delusionalism. I don't care if you're white, black, purple, pink. The truth is the truth. Regardless of anything, the truth is the truth. I literally have Caucasian people contacting me and saying, Forefront Radio, this is true information that you share. I've never heard this before. Why is it that you've gone to church for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, and you've never heard that the people of the Bible are the same people that were enslaved in the Americas? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Somebody's been lying to you. Somebody's been lying to you. Somebody has not told you the truth. Okay. So now understanding this information is paramount to your, your view and concept and understanding of the Bible from a Eurocentric perspective or from a Afro-Hebraic perspective. Okay. So with 2.3 billion people on the planet, many of them are Catholic or Protestant. It is time for the truth to be revealed. Okay. So now another evidence proving that the Roman system itself is in fact the Antichrist. We're going to read an article provided by NPR News where it talks about how the church profited from slavery. The 272 explains how. So for more than a century, the Catholic Church financed its expansion and its institutions with profits made from the purchase and sale from people they enslaved. This chapter of church history has only recently come to the public's attention, meaning out of centuries of people going to church, they never knew that the people of the Bible were the very people that's documented as the ones they enslaved. The very Bible that they go to church and read about on Sunday, they don't know that the people they mistreated and enslaved, the book was about them. You understand? The book was about them. Watch this. Without the enslaved, the Catholic Church in the United States, as we know it today, would not exist. Rachel Swarns write this as she describes how and says, the priests prayed for the salvation of the souls of the people they owned, even though they bought and sold their bodies. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. In 1838, the Jesuits sold 272 enslaved people, which helped save what is now Georgetown University from bankruptcy and helped stabilize the Jesuits in Maryland. 
Swarns wrote about this sale in 2016 in a New York Times article entitled, Two Seven Two Slaves Were Sold to Save Georgetown. What does it owe their descendants? So the book goes into this. I'm going to invite you all to look it up on npr.org. Look up that uh, article. The article is entitled, The Catholic Church Profited from Slavery, The 272 Explains How. Next article we're going to touch on is provided by The Guardian. It says, Pope Francis asks for forgiveness for the church's role in the Rwandan genocide. Hold up. Wait a minute. I heard about the Rwanda genocide in 1990, and no one told me that the church was actually the one involved. So now we're going to read part of this article that exposes this fact. Pontiff acknowledges some Catholic priests and nuns succumbed to the hatred and violence by taking part in the 1994 Unalives. People are just finding this out. Guess what? People are just finding this out. Pope Francis has asked for forgiveness for the Catholic Church's role in 1994 Rwanda genocide in which 800,000 people were unalive, deleted, slaughtered in 100 days of violence. The sins and failings of the church and its members had disgraced and disfigured the face of Catholicism, he said. Wait a minute, y'all. No, this is pulling up the skirt of the, the harlot. This, this, is, this is when a girl gets caught doing something she should not be doing. Her father walks in the door and say, what you doing, little girl? You know, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, my bad. Sorry, daddy. I didn't know I was a hoe. The whore of Babylon. That's exactly what it is. 800,000. Exactly. 800. Listen, y'all. When, when you get to a quarter of a million, it, it may make you blink an eye a little bit. 500,000. You may say, oh, that's concerning, but over 800, listen, you might as well just say a million people. You might as well say a million people. Pope Francis has asked for forgiveness for unaliving almost a million people. This, and he says, the sins and failings of the church and its members has disfigured the face of Catholicism. No, that is what the Antichrist does. That is what that is literally what the definition of against God is. The Bible says, "Thou shalt not kill." Did the Catholic Church authorize the the unalive and deletion of people? You better believe it. The Bible says, "Thou shalt not steal." Did they steal people off their land, off their property, sold them into slavery overseas? You better believe it. So, what Bible are they? Let me not say what Bible are they reading. What Bible are they not reading? <laughs> What Bible are they not? The very book says, do not steal, do not delete people, do not mistreat people. What, what happened to the golden rule? Love your neighbor as, your, as yourself was excluded in the Catholic Church? Hmm. 800,000 people in 100 days, y'all. 800,000 people in 100 days. According to the Vatican, Francis expressed the desire that his humble recognition of the failings of that period, which unfortunately disfigured the face of the church, may contribute to the purification of memory and may promote in hope and renewed trust of future of peace. No, it's time for the beast, the false prophet, 
and all these nations that had their part in wickedness to get burned to the ground. I'm telling you the truth. Divine judgment is coming. Divine judgment is on the way. I'm telling you the truth. God is not going to just wink at this and say, oh, yeah, when you find out little stories here and there of the seas turning blood red and the, the, the storms occurring so strong that it's breaking record temperatures where it's so cold out of nowhere and people are like, why is it so cold? It's never been so cold like this ever, okay? Or why is it so hot where people are walking in China and their sandals are melting into the ground? These are evidences of divine retribution, but people that are spiritually blind, they don't see it. We call it climate change. The Bible calls it the last plagues of the Bible. When, when you see the waters turning blood red, how can you call that climate change? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Literally, the rivers and seas in different places all across the world are turning blood red. And people are like, hmm, climate change, climate change. Mother nature is crazy. Mm -hmm. So between April and June 1994, an estimated 800,000 Ethnic Tutsis and moderate Hutus were unalive, deleted by Hutu extremists in a wave of violence sparked by the unalive of Rwandan President Jovenel Habiri uh, Mana. If I pronounce that incorrectly, I apologize. Okay. When his plane was shot down, violence spread through the capital, Kigali, throughout the country, encouraged by the presidential guard and radio propaganda. The deletion was led by the militia called the inter but ordinary citizens were urged to join in. In some cases, Hutus were forced by military personnel to unalive their Tutsi neighbors. About Now listen, this is the key factor now. About 200 priests and nuns, listen close, about 200 priests and nuns, get the likes up, y'all, tap that screen. I want y'all to tap. If this information is interesting and you've never heard this before, and this is your first time hearing this information, tap the screen, get the likes up to at least 5K, to at least 5K, and share the room with at least 10 people, okay? About 200 priests and nuns, Tutsis and Hutus were among those unalived, but the other priests and nuns were complicit or even took part in the violence. Thousands, thousands of people were butchered in churches where they sought refuge. You couldn't even hide in the church, man. The place where you're supposed to get so-called sanctuary, they weren't able to get it. An estimated 5,000 people were unalived at the Catholic Church on the 15th of August, 1994. The site is now one of the six major memorials in Rwanda. One priest, Father Athanase Sarombo, ordered his church to be bulldozed with 2,000 Tutsis sheltered inside. It was the Catholic priest. It was the Catholic priest that said, I don't care if there's people in there, bulldoze it down. Imagine. If that happened in America, imagine if 
100,000 people were deleted in America. Should, shouldn't that be on the evening news? Guess what? It did happen in America. It was called slavery and colonialism. They, they look at the history of black and indigenous people and they say, oh, get over it. It was such a long time ago. Hmm. There's going to be a divine judgment on the way that so many people are going to be shocked about. When, when, when those so-called UFOs crack through the sky and they realize that it's Christ and the angels and that Christ is actually a black man, they're going to look at the black man next to them and say, hold up, I'm sorry. That guy up there looks like you. Is, is, there, is there some sort of relation here? Are you, are you guys friends? Is that your cousin right there? <laughs> they're going to realize Jesus is black and they're going to say, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. Hmm. This is not good for us. This is not good for us. One priest, Father Athanase, ordered his church to bulldoze with 2,000 Tutsis sheltering inside. Another father, Wachelsla, uh, helped draw up lists of people to be deleted and and women to be touched, you know what I mean, according to charges issued by the United Nations International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda in 2005. The Catholic Church was compromised by its long-standing political ties to the ruling Hutu elite. Meaning what? The Catholic Church was responsible. This is one out of many articles that I have revealing to you the Antichrist. Here's another article from record.net. Catholic Church swamped by molestation charges. In cases throughout the nation, the Catholic Church is facing scandals and being forced to pay millions of dollars in claims to families whose sons have been molested by Catholic priests. Those words, oh, this is PG-13, educational purposes only. If you're under the age of 18, please exit out of the room. Sensitive information is being shared here, so please feel free to exit if you are uncomfortable. By all means, this is for people that are searching for information and truth. If you like truthful information, hang on in. But if you're sensitive to truthful information, go and watch uh, people eating food on TikTok for all I care. Okay? Those words could have... Let's continue with the article. This is record.net. Those words could have appeared in newspaper uh, last week following the P-file revelations in Boston, Philadelphia, and Tucson, Arizona, but they did not, nor did they appear after the recent scandals. In Pittsburgh, Manchester, New Hampshire, and Dallas, the paragraph that could have been written yesterday because it sounds so unerringly accurate was in fact written 17 years ago in the first national media story about pedophilia and the church's attempts to cover it up. Pedophilia back then, people didn't have the word for. Pederasty, the, the publisher of the National Catholic Reporter, an independent weekly published in uh, Kansas, 
He was the paper's editor in 1985, the reporter who wrote a chunk of the eight-page section on priest and child molestation was Jason Barry, a New Orleans freelance writer. There was no popular sense back then that the, the essay of children in the church was an issue, but guess what? Literally over 1,700, that's 1,700 Catholic priests, bishops, nuns, all involved in trying to cover this up. Okay. Someone says, Norway loves your life. This is the true, true, true. Give them hell. <laughs> I give them heaven. I give them truth. I give them truth. And unfortunately, what, what, what people don't realize is this is Bible prophecy. Guess what? Let's go to it. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse four. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Guess what? Paul was warning the people, the Israelites in Corinth, that someone was going to come preaching another Jesus. Someone was going to come giving you another spirit. Someone was going to come with another gospel. He said, he said, don't accept it and you have to resist it. Here's why. That system is the system of Antichrist. Modern Christianity as we know it is against God. I'm going to just tell you the truth. Plain as day. Modern Christianity does not follow the Bible. Let me say it again for the kids that are slow. Modern church does not do anything the Bible says. I'll give you an example. The Bible says that the seventh day Sabbath, which is Saturday, is the Sabbath of God. That's the holy day that we should worship. The churches of men, whether it's Pentecostal, whether it's Baptist, whether it's Catholic, they say Sunday with no Bible verse whatsoever. The Seventh-day Adventist church was started in the 1800s. Where were black people in the 1800s? In slavery. Around 1844 was when this religion was solidified. Slavery didn't end in America, allegedly, up until 1865. But we're still finding evidences of slavery still going on in America. In some cases, people didn't get a release from captivity until 1970, after civil rights. There was a story of a young lady that was found on a plantation in the South, still working as a slave. And guess what? Last year in 2023, the state of Georgia and the state of Texas were caught red-handed enslaving indigenous people and making them work for rice and tomatoes. You can't make this stuff up, y'all. You can't. The articles are there. All I'm doing is going and doing the research and making it palatable for you to understand. And while they propagated a loving 
Caucasian savior, they never revealed to you that the Jesus of the Bible is actually black. That's the problem. They never revealed to you that the Jesus of the Bible was actually, bro, you're speaking truth. I'm not speaking my truth. I'm speaking the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Y'all, listen to this. The Romans were constantly fighting with the Israelites. The Romans were responsible for crucifixion. Think about it, y'all. Before Christ was crucified, did you know that in the book entitled War of the Jews by Josephus, that the Roman procurator and governors literally crucified 800 people. And he was so impious and debaucherous in his attempt to have sway over this black nation that while he was unaliving and deleting over 800 people through crucifixion, he was fornicating with, with illustrious women and getting drunk. This is documented, y'all. This is documented. You understand? So then the Romans come in, they destroy and sack Northeast Africa. They formulate a religion called Roman Catholicism, propagated it throughout the world, and the very people that the entire Bible was talking about, they authorized their enslavement. They said, you, you have to pass this papal bull, this law called Dumb Diversus, go look it up on Google, in the age of information, ignorance is a choice, and they authorized the enslavement of black Jews, black Moors. It started with Spain and Portugal, which is why they were called Negro. That's a Spanish word. Negro, Moreno. That's a Spanish word. Why are these so-called black people called initially a term that was Spanish? When in fact, all throughout the Bible, you read about melanated people in the Bible. For example, Moses was compared to a black Egyptian. Watch this. Exodus chapter 2, in the very beginning of the Bible, people just skip over these verses. And it's sad. There's reading and then there's reading comprehension. Listen to this. Exodus chapter 2, verse 19. It says, and they said, an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and watered the flocks. And he said unto his daughters, and where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. Verse 21, and Moses, and Moses was content to dwell with the man. And he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. So hold up, wait a minute. 
Moses was compared to an Egyptian. Let's find out who the Egyptians are based on the Bible. Genesis, the very beginning of the Bible, the book of Genesis means beginnings, right? Let's look at the descendants of Ham. Genesis chapter 10, verse 6, and the sons of Ham, Cush, that's Ethiopia, and Mizraim, that's Egypt, Egypt, and Foot, that's Libya, and Canaan, that's the area that we call Judea or Palestine. Those regions from Mesopotamia all the way down into Africa used to belong to so-called black people prior to Greek, Roman, Turkish, and Arabic conquests. So in biblical-based times, Nimrod, who was the son of Cush, was a black Babylonian, okay? Mizraim was the black Egyptians. So now in Exodus, let's read it again, Exodus chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 19. And they said, referring to Moses, an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds. So now if people are confused, let's find out the woman that he married. The woman that Moses married, Moses was from the tribe of Levi, right? Watch this. It says, and Miriam, this is Numbers chapter 12, verse 1, and Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So let's use the, the same logic that people use in America. They say, if you got one drop of black blood, that means you're a Negro. If you got one drop of black blood, that means you're a Negro. That's what they say, right? So if Moses married a black Cushite Ethiopian woman, then what color are his children? What color are the remainder of the, of the Levites, such as Miriam, such as Aaron, such as the priests, the Levites? Okay. Y'all understand that? Y'all, this, wait, there's this a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more because guess what? People don't read. People glance over the Bible and they read it and they don't realize. Guess what? Joseph also married a black woman. Watch this. Let's go to Genesis chapter 41, verse 44. It says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph. Remember, Joseph was a descendant of Jacob. Jacob's name was Israel, right? It says, and Joseph named Zaphnath Paneah, and he gave him to wife Asenath, Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Wait a minute. So not only did Moses marry a black woman, Joseph, his forefather, also married a black woman. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff. These, these are the verses that they won't read in the Bible. Somebody made the comment, I personally believe that Adam and Eve were black. Let's look at the proof of that. Genesis chapter 2, when you read about the Garden of Eden, 
you find out something very interesting. Listen close. Genesis chapter 2, verse 13. This is a river flowing in the Garden of Eden. It says, and the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. Where's Ethiopia, y'all? Last time I checked, it's in Africa. So Egypt is in Africa. Canaan was, was a Canaanite, was the son of Ham. And Judah, the Judah, the, 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 the bloodline descendant of Jacob, married a Canaanite. Joseph married an Egyptian, and Moses married a black Ethiopian. Y'all, melanated people is all throughout the Bible. Okay? So we're reading about the Garden of Eden, and a river is flowing into Africa. Wait a minute, y'all. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. So when I tell you that the Catholic Church enslaved the very people that the Bible is about, I'm not making this up. All you got to do is read with new eyes. All you got to do is read. Remove Eurocentric delusion. Pretend like you never read the Bible and pretend like you're a five-year-old just learning this. Be born again. Convert as a little child. Okay? Watch this. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2. This is in every King James Bible, but the Catholic Church and these other churches refuse to read it. Why? Because you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Historical accuracy is important. I don't care if you're blue, black, green, purple, white, red, pink, orange. I don't care. I care about truthful information and biblical-based integrity, biblical transparency. Read the book and explain the book. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2. Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black unto the ground. They are black unto the ground. And the cry of Jerusalem has gone up. Hold up, wait a minute. There's a group of people called Judah. So write it in the chat. Where do we get the word Jew from? Where does the word Jew come from? Judah. Judah. Because Jesus was a Jew, right? Yes, he certainly was. Meaning he came directly from Judah, right? So let's read again the description of Judah in the Bible. Judah mourneth and the gates thereof languish. They are black unto the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem is gone up. So this is a metaphor showing you that the description of the people of the book, they are melanated people. The Catholic Church, they're going to skip over this verse, or they'll read it and try to explain it away. They'll say, no, it was a famine, and they were really sad. How can you become black unto the ground from a famine? Make it make sense. You can't, listen, here's the comparison. When God made the first man on the earth, how did he make him? Let's read Genesis chapter two, verse seven. It says, and the Lord God formed man, that's Adam and Eve, of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So the first man on the earth, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, they were melanated. And guess what? Even 
the scientists have also revealed that we all have a genetic uh, a disposition to be connected to a maternal Eve in the continent of Africa. Okay. I've come across the Quran. Guess what? The Quran tells you to believe in the book, the Torah, and believe the people of the Torah, which are the Israelites, not the so-called uh, Yiddish people. And, and when you read the Quran, it tells you to follow the Bible. <laughs> you understand? So many people don't realize that, guess what? Who are the prophets? I'm glad somebody brought up the, the, the topic of the Quran. Who are the prophets? Was Muhammad a prophet? Was Muhammad really a prophet? Let's find out, according to the Bible, who the prophets are. Listen to this. We're going to go to Acts chapter 3, verse 18. We're going to go to, we're going to examine the Bible and we're going to answer that question with the Bible. Acts chapter 3, verse 18. Let's go to Acts chapter 3, verse 18. Listen close. It says, But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. So all the prophets prior, prior to Christ, because Muhammad came almost 700 years after Christ, they prophesied about the Messiah. So who were the prophets before? Noah was a prophet, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Isaiah. None of them were Muslim. None of them were Arabic. None of them were descendants of Shem. None of them. Watch this. Let's read on. It says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitutions of all things, which God have spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. A prophet is one that can foretell the future. A prophet is one connected to these scriptures. Watch this. For Moses, that's a prophet, truly said unto the fathers, this Bible has never been about religion, y'all. Remove religion from the equation. It says, for Moses truly said unto the fathers, that's patrilineage. A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, of your brethren, meaning of your family. Like unto me, him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever ye shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass, meaning it will happen in the future, that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. What people is the Bible about? The Israelites. Watch this. Yea, all the prophets from Samuel, that's a prophet. Is there a book in the Bible called the book of Samuel? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And thus, that follow after. So who followed after Samuel? You had the prophet Nehemiah, Ezra, Daniel, King David, Solomon. These are all prophets. 
We're, we're going to cover that question. Somebody asked the question, are there any prophets today? Church prophets in these days and times. The word prophet just means to foretell. The word prophet is a person that is called a seer. We're able to prophesy through the Bible, teach directly through the Bible, or we see dreams and visions that God reveals to us. For example, a few days ago, I had a dream that I was fighting against the Pope. And I had to reveal the fact that the Pope was in a room with a whole bunch of kids doing stuff that he should not do. Okay. Which is why it brought to my attention the fact that I need to cover a class about false prophets and the Roman system that we see today, which is why we're covering this topic. So prophets do exist today. Yes. And I'm going to show you that as we continue that the children of Israel you are the children of the prophets. Watch this. Verse 25. Ye are the children of the prophets. Remember when I said that this Bible is not about religion? You are the children, the descendants of the prophets and the covenant which God made with our fathers. Our fathers. Notice this Bible was never about denominationalism. This Bible was never about religion. When God took our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, took Moses to Mount Sinai, he said, this is my law. You just came out of slavery in Africa. Keep my laws and you're going to be the top nation on earth. If you don't keep my laws, you're going to go to slavery and colonization in all nations. And guess what? That's what happened to us. That's exactly what happened to us. We call it history. The Bible calls it prophecy. Listen, if you come in on my live talking about witchcraft, uh, uh, Pisces and, and, and uh, 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 horoscopes and all of that stuff, we don't celebrate witchcraft up in here, okay? I don't do birthdays. I don't do holidays. I don't do nothing that's non-biblical. So if you come in here promoting that stuff, you're going to automatically be booted off of this live. You will be blocked and muted. And for those of you that are moderators, I really invite you to send anyone that is coming into the room speaking folly or writing a comment that's inappropriate, send them to Blaconda forever. <laughs> send them to mutant land. Mute, 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 mute. If they're speaking foolishness, moderators, I invite you to mute them and block them. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Acts chapter 3, verse 25, it says, you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Y'all see that? In your seed. Who was the seed of Abraham? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. That's the chosen seed. The Most High never chose Esau. The Most High never chose the children of Juktan, the children of Keturah. The Most High never chose Ishmael, which is where we get the Arabs and Islam. Because guess what? Catholicism came from the Idumean Greco-Romans, aka Esau. Islam came from the Arabs, Ishmael. But the chosen line was not Esau, and it was not the children of Keturah, and it was not the children of Ishmael. Those are the children of the flesh.
Ah, oh, you can't make this stuff up, y'all. All right, can you hear me? Is the audio working good? Let me adjust my microphone again. Hold on one second. The audio working clear? Everybody can hear? Put a one in the chat if the audio is clear. Put a one in the chat if the audio is clear. All right, I see ones. Good, good, good. So who are the prophets according to the scriptures? Who are the prophets? Let's continue on. Acts chapter three, verse 25. It says, you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant. What is another word for covenant? Contract, 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 promise. We are the ones that were given a promise by God almighty. It wasn't about religion. Somebody says, can't hear you. Somebody says, can't hear you. Hold on one second. Is the audio not working clear? Somebody says, I'm good, bro. Okay. Let me see if I can get my other headphones because I had headphones as well. Let me connect my microphone and my headphones because first initially I had my uh, device with my microphone set up, but the battery died. Somebody said it's clear. Okay. Let me connect this one now. All right. How about now? Is the audio clear? Testing one, two, testing one, two. Is the audio clear? Can you hear me? All right. So I want, you, I want every single one of you that are here to do me a favor over the next 20 seconds i want you to tap the screen as fast as you can and get the likes up to at least 10k because periodically as i've been going through this live TikTok has been manipulating the numbers so make sure that you uh tap the screen and that's gonna trigger the algorithm to invite more people to come in and listen to this okay all right so while we're reading this it says that you are the children of the prophets, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? So now let's go to Amos chapter 2, verse 11, because somebody asked the question, was Muhammad a prophet? Let's find out. Let's go to Amos chapter 2. Go to Amos chapter 2, verse 11. And the reason why this is very important is because we're all about biblical integrity, biblical transparency, okay? We're not about pushing religion. We're about the correlation between history and prophecy. Okay. Why are you messing the Pope, bruh? Did you just enter into my room, drink water every day? Did you just enter into, into this discussion? Uh, right. Yes or no. Did you just enter into the room just now? For literally over an hour. We just went over articles in regards to the fact that the Roman Catholic Church was responsible for the Rwandan genocide, where over 800,000 people were unalived and deleted due to direct involvement by the Catholic Church. That's close to a million people in 100 days wiped off the face of the earth. 
Just be happy that God himself doesn't come down from heaven and burn the Catholic church to the ground. I'm telling you the truth. Just be, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. The Catholic church was responsible for the greatest atrocities known to mankind. Just look up the Roman Inquisition. Just look up the invasion of Hispaniola where Christopher Columbus under the, the, the dictates of the church went into the island where my ancestors came from and forced them to become Catholic or they would get their arms chopped off or they would get their nose cut off. So you're asking me, why do I have an AI generated image of the Pope with a fire behind his head? Maybe you prefer a better image. Let me, let me look for a better image. Maybe this will suit your fancy. Let me look for a better image so that way I don't want no one to feel any kind of way. You know, we're all about presenting truthful information in a way that's palatable for everyone. So let's go to another image and we'll give you a more accurate image of, of what we can provide in regards to the Pope. Here's more of an accurate image in regards to the Pope. Here's more of an accurate image. We'll, we'll give you this image instead, okay? Because this is the real deal Holyfield, the devil of all devils, okay? This is the reality of who you're dealing with in the Catholic Church. These are wolves in sheep's clothing, professing themselves to be godly and denying the Bible. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. Let's go to Titus chapter 1. We're going to read verse 7. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, nor given to filthy lucre. So the very definition in the Bible of what a bishop is supposed to do is to be blameless, meaning you should not have sin around you or lawless behavior around you. Is the Pope called the Bishop of Rome? Yes or no? Write it in the chat. Write it in the chat. Is the Pope, is his title called the Bishop of Rome? Yes, they are. Okay, there you go. So if the Catholic Church was responsible for child MA and abuses, if the Catholic Church was responsible for other evils, okay, then we can only conclude that they all fall under it because the Bible says there are many antichrists. Watch this. Let's go to let's go to 1 John chapter 4 and we're going to come back to the question about who are the real prophets. 1 John chapter 4 verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God.
And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now, and even now, already is it in the world. So when you ask them a question, because I've done this, I went to my, my, my uh, Seventh-day Adventist pastor, who was teaching the Bible for over 30 years, I asked him, Pastor, can you tell me the skin tone of Jesus Christ? Is he Caucasian or not? Show me one Bible verse that says Christ is Caucasian and he came in the flesh of a Caucasian. He said, there is none. You need to pray. I said, I need to pray? Wait a minute. I've been going to church since I was a child. What do you mean there is none? Every time we went to church, there was a picture of a guy on the screen and people were singing to him. Who is this guy? And then I had to research myself. This guy was Pope Alexander's son. The Renaissance image that they gave us was actually the son of a pope. His name is Rodrigo Borger, and his son was named Caesar Borger, the son of Pope Alexander VI of Rome. Pope Alexander VI of Rome conscripted Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo to give you a whitewashed image of the Savior. Guess what? In the Catholic Church, they bow down to black Jesus and black Mary, while in America, they propagate a white image. Make it make sense. In, in the Russian Church and the Orthodox Church, they're literally carrying images of black Jesus, black Mary, black Peter, black Paul. And all of a sudden, in America, there's what color Jesus Christ? White. We got to be the stupidest people on the planet. We got to be the dumbest on the planet for them to give us an entire religion with no proof without, without using the very text that they claim to believe in. So now, who are the real prophets? The real prophets are the children of Israel. Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, they are the real lost tribes of Israel. Not the Yiddish people, not the Polish people that converted, not the Khazarians that converted to the modern religion of Talmudism, not the Ishmaelites who forcefully brought forth Islam through the sword. No, 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 no. All these Abrahamic religions, whether it's Pentecostalism, Baptist, Seventh-day Adventist, they all came through the lens of Eurocentric delusionalism. Okay, only Jesus Christ can give you proof. That's right. Through the Bible, the very Bible people profess to believe in is the only way you can know the truth. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Watch this. Amos chapter two, verse 11. And I raised up your sons for prophets of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even thus, O children of Israel? O children of Israel, saith the Lord. Shalom to you. So hold up, wait a minute. The Bible talks about Nazarites and prophets. Where can I read about Nazarites and prophets? Let's go to the book of Numbers. Listen to this. Numbers chapter 6, verse 5. 
all the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in which he separate himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of his hair, the locks of the hair of his head grow. Wait a minute. What group of people on the planet got something called dread locks? I'll wait. Is it the Chinese? Is it the Japanese? Is it is it the people that come from Ashkenazi land? Uh-oh. The only people that have so-called dreadlocks are melanated people. The only people that have braided hair that locks up from bushy afros is melanated people. Let's read the text again. Amos chapter 2, verse 11. And I raised up your sons for prophets and of your young men for Nazarites. So Jesus would look more like Bob Marley than looking like uh, 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 Glenn Beck or, or Steven Seagal or, or Marilyn Manson, the, the crazy lunatic that went around doing crazy stuff to people. Jesus does not look like Marilyn Manson. He would look more like Bob Marley. You understand? Let's read it again. That letter J, though. Oh, here we go again. Don't get caught up in the letter J. And you're literally, you're literally going to say today is January, but then tell me don't get caught up in letter J. I can't, I can't do these distractions today, man. Let's focus. Hey, uh, let's go again. Amos chapter two, verse eleven. And I raised up your sons for prophets. And your young men for Nazarites, is it not even thus, O children of Israel, saith the Lord? So let's find out more descriptions of Nazarites. Okay, more descriptions of Nazarites. Let's go to let's go to the book of Song of Solomon, chapter one. Let's read about King David's son by the name of Solomon and his description, Song of Solomon, chapter one. Okay. Someone said, I am an atheist. Thank God. Good luck on judgment day. Cause guess what? The waters are turning blood red, just like you read about in the Bible. So if you want to be an atheist and you don't believe prophecy, I feel sorry for you. The Bible says the fool said in his heart, there is no God. So if you're without God, good luck on judgment day. Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse one, it says the song of songs, which is Solomon. So Solomon wrote this verse five. I am black. I am black. I am black, but comely, meaning what? I am black, but beautiful. I am black, but gorgeous. I am black, but awesome and amazing. I am black, but comely. O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. So now listen to this. It says, look not upon me because I am black. This is a prophecy. This is a prophecy. Because the sun have looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard have I not kept. I want y'all to take a moment to consider this text that we just read. What group of people were forced to work in the vineyards? 
for free. Let's make it let's make it plain. What group of people were forced to work on the plantations, the vineyards, like what? The the grape vineyard, right? He black just like the sun because he working in the sun. Oh, wait a minute. This is a prophecy about melanated people. Song of Solomon, chapter five, verse 11. Song of Solomon, chapter five, verse 11. His head is as the most fine gold, meaning, meaning when you look at King Solomon's head, his head had gold in it. He had a crown of gold and in his braided locked hair, he had gold in it. It says, and his locks are bushy and black as a raven. Hold up. Wait a minute. What group of people got bushy hair? What group of people got Afro hair? What group of people got locks, Afro locks, dreadlocks? Watch this. When you read the verse above now, people get confused because it says, my beloved is white and ruddy, the chiefest among 10,000. And they don't realize that this verse literally means bright, dazzling, glowing. The word ruddy means handsome. It don't mean Caucasian. Okay. Somebody said not dreads though. So what is it when, when African people decide not to put a razor to their head and their hair grows long. We're reading about Nazarites. Let's let's read it again. Let's read it again because we're reading the text of scripture that they will never read to you in church. Your pastor will never read this to you in church. And I'm revealing the truth to you and people confused. Let's go. Numbers chapter six, verse. This is the vow of a Nazarite. Let's read this. It says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, this is Numbers chapter 6, verse 1, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either a man or a woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, and shall drink no vinegar or wine, or vinegar of strong drink, Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree from the kernels even to the husk. Now listen to this. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in the which he separated himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks, shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. What group of people on the planet got dreadlocks? You read in the Bible about Samson. Samson was a Nazarite. He had seven locks of hair and the strength of his hair is literally called dreadlocks. And somebody said, not, not, not. So no other group. So you're telling me that non-melanated people can grow dreadlocks? Commenter, be more for you. I invite you to create a live where you can sit and show me, create your own live dedicated to just locks. Go ahead and do that. Okay. Nothing dreadfully about dreads. Okay, let's go to another text of scripture because maybe, maybe, maybe the lock in the hair is 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 not easy for you to understand. Let's go to another text of scripture that you can't deny. Let's go to the book of Amos, chapter chapter nine, verse seven. 
Amos chapter 9, verse 7, it says, Are you not as children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel, O children of Israel? So the Bible says that there's a direct comparison between the children of Ethiopia and the children of Israel. What color are the Ethiopians? If, if anybody forgot, Ethiopia is in, the, is in Africa. What color are the Ethiopians? What color are the Ethiopians? Hmm. Hmm. What color are the Ethiopians? Uh, block the person that said green. Block say the truth. What color are the Ethiopians? Different shades of black and brown. Different shades of black and brown. Remember, we are about biblical-based what? Integrity. Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 23. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Or the leopard his spots? So just like an Ethiopian can't change their skin, just like a leopard can't change their spots, then may you also do good that are accustomed to do evil. When you go around and say that the people of the Bible are non-melanated, you are accustoming yourselves to do evil because you're dis discrediting the historical accuracy of the text. When you read the Bible, the children of Israel had interrelations with Hamitic bloodlines, meaning what? Judah, he had a wife that was a Canaanite. Moses was compared to a black Egyptian, and he married an Ethiopian Cushite woman. He also married a Midianitish woman. Okay. When you read about King Solomon, he had interrelations with the Queen of Sheba, in Ethiopia, that's in Africa. The Bible was always centered in Africa, the Levant region, and Mesopotamia. So a lot of times, and Moses was king over Cush. Thank you. When you read the book of Jasher, I think it's either Jasher or Jubilees, you find out that Moses fought against the uh, Cushites, the Ethiopians, and was able to win over a wife over that, okay? So it was only uh, the, the Europeans that called your locks of hair dreadful. So I understand where you're coming from when you say locks, not dreadlocks, but I'm saying the word dreadlocks so you can picture a black person in your head, okay? Let's go to another text of scripture. Joel chapter two, verse 27. Joel chapter two, because who are the prophets? Are the prophets Muhammad? Are the prophets, uh, uh, are the prophets Muhammad? Are the prophets the Roman system? Is is LNG White a prophet? Is Nostradamus a prophet? Who are the prophets of the Bible? Let's go to the book of Joel, chapter two. We're going to start at verse twenty-seven. Joel chapter two, verse twenty-seven. And you shall know, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord, your God and none else and none else and none else. And my people, my people, 
shall never be ashamed. Never be ashamed to say we are the people of the Bible. Never be ashamed to say we are the descendants of Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68. Never be ashamed to say that this Bible applies to us and us only. Never be ashamed of that. This Bible belongs to no one else. When it says none else, that means no one else. My people shall never be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to stand up for the truth. Okay. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care if you're green. I don't care if you're pink. Stand up for the truth. The truth supersedes emotion. The truth supersedes religious denomination. The truth will set you free. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, which is the all flesh that he's talking about. Is that saying everybody on the planet going to be prophesying? No, it says, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days Will I pour out my spirit? Hold up. Wait a minute. People read that and they're like, this is talking about everybody. Not everybody was a servant. Not everybody was a servant. Watch this. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 55. Watch this. I'm going to show you. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 55. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 55 says this. For unto me... The children of Israel are servants for unto me, meaning God himself, the children of Israel are servants. They are my servants whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. So Yahweh, your Elohim said, look, I'm the one that got you out of slavery in Africa. Egypt is in Africa, y'all. I don't know who gave you the delusion that the people that are in the Bible are Caucasian when the only time Caucasians were enslaved was during Roman colonization and during Arabic colonization. There was no white slaves in Egypt. Sorry, not sorry. On the hieroglyphs of Egypt is black people working for black people. And some of them were mixed and light skin. Okay, we know we know that we have some people that are intermingled amongst the nations. You're an Israelite too. If you fit the generational curses of Deuteronomy 28, verse 15 through 68. Somebody put Japheth Asian was white, Ham was black, and Shem was red. That is incorrect. That is a social construct created by religion. Religion told you that. Do you have a Bible text that says that? No. So who gave you that information that Japheth was Asian, Ham was only black? Guess what? The Negroes, the people that you call Negroes, they are not descendants of Ham. When you look up in the Bible definition of Negro, they are the descendants of Shem. Okay? Somebody says... Uh, the fact is Noah, oh, was Noah white, was white as snow. According to the book of Enoch, he was. According to the book of Enoch, he was an albino. But guess what? 
in the regular King James Version Bible, the book of Enoch is not included. So I can't use that as a teaching tool. I can read it and say, hmm, that seems like interesting information. But would I use it as a doctrine to teach people? No, I won't. Because there's some things in the book of Enoch that don't make no sense. All right. So now watch this. Let's go to Joel chapter two, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Who was the all flesh is talking about? Let's jump up a verse. Verse 27. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Okay. You should never be ashamed for standing up for biblical-based integrity. You should never be ashamed for standing up for the truth. Okay? And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So he was saying, look, the, the people that are going to prophesy are not Ishmael. Okay? The people that are going to prophesy are not Moab, the people that are going to prophesy are not Esau. The people that are going to prophesy are the Israelites. Who do you see standing on the street corners teaching the Bible 24-7? It ain't the Catholic Church doing it. It ain't the Baptists doing it. It ain't the Pentecostals doing it. It's melanated people out in the streets, Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans telling people change and get your life right. I see it all throughout Africa, all throughout America, all throughout Asia, all throughout Europe. The only people that's in your face in the streets is melanated people telling you to get right with God. Those are the prophets. Those are the prophets. Not these people in churches sitting in their pews saying, come to Jesus Sunday school. Come to Jesus. Pay your tithe. Be good. Pray. Just believe that Jesus exists and you will be saved. And they do nothing this Bible says. They do nothing this Bible. Literally, in my eyes, they are walking atheists. They profess themselves to be believers, but don't do nothing this Bible says. That's just like Satan. Satan knows that Jesus exists. But does he do anything the Bible says? No. Watch this. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 11. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 11. Leviticus 26, verse 11. And I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. God said himself that he's going to set his tabernacle among you. That's not everybody. That's not everybody. The tabernacle was given to the children of Israel. On Mount Sinai, it was Israelites and a mixed multitude that was there. But the covenant was given to the Hebrews. Let's go back. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, nope, I want Acts chapter 3 now. Nope, Acts chapter 2, verse, mm, verse 21. Acts chapter 2, verse 21, it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, you men of Israel, hear these words. 
Jesus or Yahweh Shai or Yeshaya, whatever you want to use, of Nazareth, of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Showing, showing you that the people in the Bible, the melanated people that saw him were Israelites. John 3.16 is for Israelites. Not everybody on the planet. Think about it, y'all. If you're a man and you said to your wife, baby, you mean the world to me. Does that now mean you, you love every woman that's on the entire planet? I mean, Becky and Ling Ling and Xiao Long and all these other females that's around. I mean, you love them too? No. So what do you think the conversation was when it was two Hebrews having a conversation about Hebrew history? And one said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who, who meant the world to God in the past? The children of Israel. The children of Israel. John 3.16 don't apply to everybody. John 3.16 don't apply to... Where was John 3.16 when the Catholic Church said, you black Jews and you black Moors and all you infidels, we're going to sell y'all into slavery. Where was John 3.16? Where was the love of Jesus there? Where was the love of Jesus when in 2023, a melanated person was decapitated in America, in the freest country on the planet? Make it make sense dismembered in America, but we're free. There's where was John three sixteen when in 2021, black people was trying to come across from Haiti to Mexico into the United States. And they decided to get 1863 on people and jump on horses and start whipping them and say, Negro, get a pop, get back over there to Mexico, get back over. They wouldn't even give them a cup of water while they had women and children on their back. Trying to, I literally saw photographs of a man having a child on his back, less than two years old, crossing over a river and a police officer on a horse with a whip in his hand, like his dog on 1870 or some crap. With a whip, y'all. You can't make this stuff up. Where was John 316 then? Where was John 316 then? You understand? So it's time for us to wake up from Eurocentric delusionalism. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Acts chapter 2. Now let's go to Acts chapter 2. No, let's go to Joel chapter 2, verse 32. Joel chapter 2, verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. You see, they'll try to use this and say, you see, brother, this says whosoever, whosoever. Well, let's read on for context. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As the Lord has says, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a second. So in Mount Zion, that's the Israelites. Jerusalem, that's the, it was a people before it was a place. So what group of people are known as the Israelites today? Let's read on and find out. Joel chapter three, verse one. 
For behold, in those days and in that time, when I bring again the captivity, the slavery of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Hold up, wait a minute. Critical thinking time. What group of people were scattered or dispersed and enslaved in all nations? Was it the Chinese? No. Was it the Japanese? No. Was it the Arabs? No. Was it the Yiddish? No. Was it the Ukrainians? No. Was it the Russians? No. Was it the Germans? No. Was it the Native Americans? Yes. Was it the Hispanics? Yes. Was it the so-called Blacks? Yes. Was it the so-called Africans? Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. So the Bible is saying that the group of people that were scattered into all nations, they are the lost tribes of Israel. And guess what? In the last days, God himself says, I'm going to gather all nations. Why? Because all nations had a part in the slave trade. All nations had a part in colonialism and slavery. Think about it, y'all. Everybody that got a seat at the United Nations some of them had to, they had to, had the partnership somehow. You had the League of Nations prior to that. Somebody set up the World Council of Churches. Somebody set up the World Economic Forum. Somebody said the, somebody said, forget slavery. Forget your mama. Forget your mama. Block, blockity, block, 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 block. You see, I need your, I need my moderators that are on here to be very vigilant to people that want to mock you for the greatest atrocities that happen on the planet. You don't think, listen, you don't think there's a judgment for slavery? Hmm. Let's find out at the end of the book, how does God feel about those that captured his people, indoctrinated them with a Eurocentric delusionalism, forced them into a system where they were always persecuted. Let's see what the Bible says about that. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And all that worship upon, and all, I'm sorry, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Meaning, Everybody that worships the Eurocentric image that this guy, the Vatican guy, that these people gave you, your name is not going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you think Jesus Christ is a Caucasian man on Judgment Day and you're not keeping the commandments with faith in the Black Messiah, as the Bible says, you're going to have a really bad headache on Judgment Day. You're going to be shocked and amazed, and you're going to come to the realization that you are living in the kingdom of the Antichrist. If any man has an ear, 
Let him hear. Verse 10. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that unalives with the sword must be deleted with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Question for the critical thinker. Did the Roman Catholic Church lead people into slavery? We just went over it. We just went over how the Catholic Church authorized the enslavement of all the indigenous populations of the planet. Hello. So what is the penalty? What is the judgment? Let's read it again. What's going to happen on Judgment Day? People are going to have a rude awakening. People are going to be... Right now, what I'm doing is what you call prophesying. I'm foretelling what's going to happen in the future based on the text. Because guess what? This didn't happen yet. This did not happen yet. This is a future prophecy. This is prophesying. I'm revealing to you and making it plain for you to understand what the text is saying. It says, he that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. What group of people were responsible for slavery, colonization, mass incarceration, locking up people unjustly? Okay. Whoever was responsible for that, their penalty is you get you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So if Catholicism, Protestantism, Islam, Talmudism all had their beginnings by oppression and enslavement of the people of the world, they're just. They're, y'all don't know what justice is. The just recompense, the divine reward is to pay. I'm not waiting for reparations. For what? What do you want to check for? What do you want to check for when this is so much better? This right here is so beautiful. It makes Matif white. It makes Matif. You're correct. Talmudism had many melanated people. Look up Suriname and the, the uh, Ashkenazi trade. You will find out that the people that say, I ye Yehudi, and they're and they blowing everybody to hell and back in the so-called Holy Land, right? The small hat people, right? You find out that they are converts, religious converts. You can't make this stuff up. Kazarian converts pretending to be African Hebrews, y'all, and telling everybody we are the people of the Bible. We're in the Holy Land. But they took it over in 1948. 1948. That was World War II. That was not that long ago. They were not the original people. The Bible says that the original people went into slavery in all nations. Wait a minute. The Talmudists were the ones that were doing the, the enslaving. The, the Arabs was doing the enslaving. The, the Christians were doing the enslaving. Wait a minute. Let's read the text again. Let's read the text again. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that unalives with the sword must be deleted with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So the real saints of the Most High are the ones 
that are patiently waiting for God to judge the world. The patient ones are the descendants of those that are oppressed. The patient ones are the ones that have been mistreated throughout the world. Okay? The patient one, somebody said, I am doomed because of my lineage. It's a waste for me to, who said anything about it's a waste to follow the Bible? Nobody said it was a waste to follow the Bible. Follow the Bible, read the Bible, study the Bible. You're confused because you've never heard this information before. This is the first time you've actually heard the actual gospel. So I know it can be confusing for you. Okay. When you read the Bible, the Bible tells you that a group of people went into slavery in all nations. That is who the gospel is about. But in the kingdom of heaven, all, it, all that's going to happen in the kingdom of heaven is a role reversal. That's all I'm trying to explain to you. Meaning the people that are on the bottom of society, that are the tail, they're going to be the head. They're going to be the ones that are in leadership positions all over the planet. Just like all the other nations at the, at the UN, for example, the Ishmaelites, the Arabs, the European nations, they're all on top right now. In the kingdom of heaven, there's going to be a role reversal. So, you, yeah, you want to be a part of that. Listen, I'd rather be a servant in the kingdom of God than to be thrown in the lake of fire because I serve everybody else and was living a wicked life. No, get right with the most high. What is the matter? I'd rather, listen, I'd rather be a slave in the kingdom of heaven than to be thrown in the lake of fire because I, I follow the Catholic church. You understand? I hope you understand. I hope you do. Like I always say, it's either you get it or you don't. Let me let me give you a Bible text. Maybe, maybe I can increase your faith by the Bible. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 10. It says, and the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls. This is talking about the kingdom of heaven. This is talking about the other nations. What context will the other nations be in the kingdom of heaven? It's a beautiful thing. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Meaning what? The children of Israel, when God was angry with us, he allowed us to go into slavery, right? But in the kingdom of heaven, the kings, the ministers, all of these people that are ruling the planet today, they're going to serve Jesus the Christ. Remember, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So it's going to be a beautiful, glorious thing. A new kingdom where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sadness, right? No more people that, that are unalive. It's going to be a place of joy, okay? It's going to be a place of joy. Guess what? It's It's okay. It's, be it's better for us if we get into the kingdom of heaven and we're able to work as opposed to you going getting thrown in the lake of fire because your ancestors did something evil and you didn't want to change. You wanted to be just like your ancestors. No, to hell with that. I want to do what's right and honorable according to the Bible, live a righteous life, get in the kingdom of heaven. And if I'm in a position of authority, all praises. If I'm in a position where I'm serving, all praises. I'm still in there. I'm still there. That's what you need to be concerned about. Verse 11. Therefore, thy gates 
This is the kingdom of heaven shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles and that their kings may be brought. So now watch this. What about the people that don't want to serve Jesus? What about the people that don't want to serve God? Because guess what? When they find out that Christ is black, they're going to say rude things. They're going to be very mean. They're going to say, I don't want to serve a Negro. I don't care. I don't want to serve him. Why, why I got to serve a black man for? He's still the savior, whether he was black or white. What, what was the difference? The difference was when, when the Europeans were in power and they propagated a false image, they wanted you to assume and receive a lie. People that accept the lie, are going to get thrown in the lake of fire. It's better for us, whether you're black, white, uh, 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 whatever nationality you are, to accept the biblical truth and move forward in righteousness. Move forward in righteousness. Watch this. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. So I'm going to tell you the truth. When Donald Trump released information pertaining to the fact that they have a, a space force and a space command, they basically proved the fact that they knew that there was going to come a time where they fought against Christ and the angels, meaning the purpose of the space force and the space command was not for military dominance in space. It is because all of these reports are coming out of so-called UFOs and they realize that these are melanated angels. You understand that? These are melanated angels. So guess what? The U.S., the U.K., France, they're all setting up international armies for space and you read in the bible a prophecy about what's to come watch this let's go to the book of revelation chapter 19 verse 11 and i saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true this is about the glorious man we know of as Jesus the Christ okay the real one not the fake one that was propagated by the Roman system which was the son of the Pope we got to break through the matrix of that image that iconography is wrong the real one is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. So now listen to this. It says, his eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. So we know this is talking about Jesus, right? We know this is talking about the real historical figure, okay? Not not the uh, the iconography that was given to us by the Roman Church and all the subsequent churches that lied to us. So listen close. It says, and the armies which were in heaven, listen, and the armies which were in heaven, meaning there were flotilla ships in the sky. 
there were flotilla ships in the sky. The armies that were in the sky followed him with white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So somebody's going to come down for war. And guess who's going to say, let's pick up the banner and fight. Mm -mm, it's not going to be like the movie Independence Day. I'm sorry. You're not, you're not going to get Will Smith to come up and try to save everybody. It's, it's going to be, it's, <laughs> who's seen the movie Independence Day? Let me try to make it light. Have you seen the movie Independence Day where they had Will Smith and who's that? Who was that Jewish guy that was in that thing? Uh, I can't remember his name. What is his name? Ah, what is the actor's name? What is the actor's name? It was Will Smith and it was another guy. Hold on, I gotta look it up now because now it piqued my interest. Independence Day cast. Uh, Independence Day cast. Now I gotta Bloomberg. Yeah, Goldblum. Thank you. Thank you. That's what it was, right? Jeff Goldblum or something like that? Was it Tommy Goldberg? Was it Tommy Goldberg or 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 Jeff Bloomberg? Something like that. Independence Day cast. Let me look it up. Independence Day cast. Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Thank you. So these two characters, right? Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith were in a ship, right? And that ship that they had was a ship conscripted by the U.S. government where they tried to reverse engineer so-called alien technology, right? They went into the spaceship, blew up the mother spaceship with a virus, and that virus transferred to other uh, ships that were circulating the entire planet, okay? So now that movie was a pre-programmed agenda to brainwash the citizens of the world so that when they see Christ coming in the sky with his angels, people are going to think it's an alien invasion. They've already pre-programmed you to believe this with years of indoctrination. Since the 1950s, they've been telling you, oh, it's aliens, it's aliens. It's, they never said, oh, you know what? It's really the angels. They never said it's the angels. They tried to pre-program us. So that way, when you see that event occur, you're going you're gonna to think, oh, it's time to go to war and fight against it. So the sad thing is a lot of people are going to fall for it and they're going to be so frightened that they will want to fight. You understand? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let's go to, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you prophecy because we're going over who are the prophets. So let's go over a prophecy real quick. I'm going to show you a prophecy in the hidden books of the Bible that they tried to remove, but we have them. It is known as the Apocrypha. This is a hidden writing that is not in many people's King James Version. Because when you read it, you find out some interesting information about what's going to happen in these last days. Watch this. It says, this is 2 Ezra chapter 13, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass after seven days, I dreamed a dream by night. And lo, there arose a wind from the sea that it moved all the ways thereof. This is talking, when it says the sea, it's talking about space. Okay. And I beheld and lo. That man waxed strong with the thousands of heaven, 
And when he turned his countenance to look, all the things trembled that were seen under him. And whensoever the voice went out of his mouth, all they burnt that heard his voice, like as the earth fails when it feels the fire. And after this I beheld, and lo, there was gathered together a multitude of men out of number from the four winds of the heaven to subdue the man that came out of the sea. Meaning what? Christ is coming with the angels. Somebody said I'm cutting in and out. Is the audio working better now? Can you hear me better now? Can you hear me better now? Put a one in the chat if the audio is clear. Put a one in the chat if the audio is working clear. It's clear here. Okay, good. So it's saying, let's read on. It says, and after this I beheld, and lo, there was gathered together a multitude of men out of number from the four winds of the heaven to subdue the man that came out of the sea. This is talking about Christ coming with his angels in space permeating from the firmament coming into our atmosphere and all the nations of the earth looking at him watch this verse 6 and i beheld and lo he had graved himself a great mountain and flew upon it so all those stories you hear about superman flying to save the day no this is the real superhero this is the real Messiah right here. Verse 7. But I would have seen the region of the place whereof the hill was graven, and I could not. And after this I beheld, and lo, all they that were gathered together to subdue him were sore afraid, and yet does fight. Y'all see that? So guess what? The, the militaries of the world, the space force, they came all together to try to fight against Christ and the angels. All the people of the earth are going to be astonished. Watch this. Let's jump down to verse 29. It says, Behold, the days come when the Most High will begin to deliver them that are upon the earth, and he shall come to the astonishment of them that dwell on the earth. And one shall undertake to fight against another, one city against another, one place against another, one people against another, and one realm against another. That's World War Three, y'all. And the time shall be when these things shall come to pass, and the sign shall happen, which I showed you before, and then shall my son be declared, whom you saw as a man ascending. Who you saw as a man ascending. We're right at the precipice of this event, y'all. There are wars happening currently that's going to lead to a global conflict. That situation you see happening in the Middle East, that's going to lead to more and more people trying to invest their time and energy and resources over there. And when all the people hear his voice, every man shall in their own land leave the battle that they have one against another. And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together as thou sawest them willing to come and to overcome him by fighting. Meaning what? Space Force, dun da da da. Space Command, dun da da da. Air Force, military, Marines, let's fly. The aliens are coming. The aliens are coming. Independence Day. Let's get all the nations together. Let's wrap them up. Let's get, listen, let's stop fighting each other. 
Let's go over here. There are aliens cracking the sky. Let's. That's what's going to happen, y'all. We call it history. We call it predictions and prophecies. But guess what? You can see the crumbs of revelation before your eyes. Why did the greatest nation on the planet create a space force if there's nothing up there to fight? The greatest military on the planet decides to invest billions of dollars to create a new branch of the government and you think there's nothing up there for them to shoot at? Hello. All I can do is read the book to you and explain it to you. And like I always say, either you get it or you don't. Either you're going to understand this information or it's going to go zoop over your head. You're going to go right back to work, right back to school, right back to La La Land. Work, eat, sleep, doo-doo, and whatever. And then when that day comes, it's going to catch you off guard. Don't say nobody told you. Don't say nobody told you. Watch this. It says, And when all the people hear his voice, every man shall in their own land leave the battle that have one against another. So while World War Three is popping off, you got do 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 pew 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 guys over here shooting and doing all of that right ukraine russia the 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 yiddish people and the ishmaelites and america coming to save listen america right now just went to yemen and went pew 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 they right listen they less than two thousand kilometers from the land of of so-called israel in the middle east y'all they're going to get dragged into this Y'all understand that? Someone said, ain't no aliens in space. Exactly. They are the angels. They are the angels of God. Christ is going to crack the scene with the angels. Okay. And, and the warriors, these various groups all across the planet, they're going to stop fighting each other and they're going to say, we need to overcome him by fighting. Let's read on. Verse 35, and he shall stand upon the top of Mount Zion and Zion shall come. This is new Jerusalem and shall be showed to all men being prepared, being prepared and builded like as thou sawest the hill graven without hands. Y'all, when you read John chapter 14, Christ himself said, I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. You should see that this world is coming to an end. You should see with the amount of atrocities and evil happening to this planet. Literally, there are deserts being flooded with water. Literally, there are waters turning blood red. Literally, everything that the Bible is predicting is coming true. This is not the time to say you want to be an atheist. This is not the time to say you don't want to believe in God anymore. This is not the time to say, I'm confused. I don't get it. I, I, I just can't do what this Bible says. No, keep the commandments. In order for you to be delivered, you have to. Exactly. I like the comment. Jesus says puny nuclear. Exactly. Listen, they're going to come at Christ, God himself, with laser technology. Y'all remember what happened in Hawaii? Hello. They're going to come with microwave technology. Y'all know they have a weapon where they could just point it to you and, and your body just disintegrates, right? They just send microwave images and your body just melts. 
They're going to come with nukes and missiles and pew, pew, ICBM flying everywhere. And guess what? None of them are going to work. None of them are going to. There you go. Commenter said the Euphrates River turned red. You can read about that in Revelation chapter uh, 16. Okay. Everything the Bible says has come true. The Bible says that the children of Israel will go into slavery in all nations. Guess what? Black people, Negroes, Hispanics, Native Americans, they are the Israel. They are God's chosen people. Whether we like it or not, that's what it is. That's the truth. Now, the truth of the matter is we need to start being nice to them. So that way in the kingdom of heaven, Christ can be nice to us. Because if you did it to my brother, you did it to me. That's what he said. Lord, Lord, when did we, Lord, Lord, when did we feed you and clothe you and take care of you when you were in prison? He said, if you did it to my brother, you did it to me. Lord, Lord, when did we see you being uh, 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 imprisoned and being mistreated and being oppressed? When did we see you as a fatherless child being mistreated by the government? When did we see you as a widow being mistreated by the people of the land? Y'all don't know the history of America. America been lynching husbands and wives and children. There's a gruesome story. I ain't even going to get into all the details where a pregnant woman was unalive, deleted, and they opened up her belly and did some things to the baby. You think there's no judgment for that? So that means we have to turn away from the wickedness of ancestry and do what's honorable. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Stop using illicit uh, uh, substances. Stop going to the party. Stop celebrating these evil holidays that have no biblical based foundation. Start living by truth, justice, integrity, righteousness. Uh, Ecclesiasticus 19.24. Let me see the alley-oop that they gave. Let's see here. Ecclesiasticus 19.24. Correct. Let me use that. He that has small understanding and fears God is better than one that has much wisdom and transgresses the law of the Most High. You could understand prophecy. You could understand scriptures from cover to cover. But if you don't understand the basis of stop lying, stop stealing, stop cheating on your spouse, stop chasing these illustrious dreams that you have of being a millionaire, be satisfied what you have, live a quiet, peaceful life, don't mistreat people. If you see somebody being mistreated, you speak against it. Don't just sit and watch people being mistreated in front of you and not say anything. You heard about George Floyd. You heard about Trayvon Martin. You heard about Breonna Taylor. You heard about all the things happening with, with the uh, P. Stein and the Yiddish folk right now. Right? You heard on this podcast episode about what happened with Rwanda. 800,000 people, almost a million people in 100 days, deleted by the Roman Catholic Church. You can't pray that away. That That is get away from those people before God judged those people. That's what it is. I'm telling you to run away from modern religion and choose the Bible instead. I'm telling you to listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you to run away from modern religion 
but turn to the Bible instead. Because these jokers then deceived us to the max. Okay, watch this. Let's go to Sirach. On that same vein of what we just read, let's go to Sirach chapter 21. And I want to read verse 14. No, let's read verse 13. It says, the knowledge of the wise man shall abound like a flood and his counsel is like a pure fountain of life. So now imagine you right now, the Bible is compared to a river of flowing water. Many of you do not read the Bible, meaning a lot of y'all right now are spiritually dehydrated. These words that we're reading is like cool water coming into your spirit and refreshing you towards eternal life. We're trying to build up your spirit so you can walk upright because the prophecies we just read in second Esdras about Christ coming and fighting against the, the, the other nations and the angels fighting against the wicked evildoers and they use a military for We don't want no part of that smoke. So in order for us to get it right, we have to apply the true knowledge, which is the laws of the creator. Because guess what? On Mount Sinai, when Moses was taking the children of Israel out of slavery of in Africa to the area that we know of as, as Northeast Africa, Mount Sinai, he gave them law. He said, you just came out of slavery. I'm going to give you the kingdom of heaven's constitution. I'm going to give you the kingdom of heaven's contract. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Honor the seven day Sabbath, which is Saturday. Respect and honor your mother and father. Don't mistreat people. A boy can't kiss a boy and a girl can't kiss a girl. A, a boy can't kiss an animal. Be right. Do right. Stay away from sorcery. Stay away from witchcraft. Don't eat food that has blood in it. He was giving you laws. He didn't say, hey, come on, join the Baptist church. Come on in. Come on, join the Catholic church. Come join Islam. Come join Talmudism. No, that's not what he gave the people. You understand that? I'm trying to tell you there's a direct correlation between honoring the commandments and faith in the Messiah, meaning the same Jesus that we re read about in the Bible, we're supposed to follow him. He, he did not live in lawless behavior. You know what lawlessness is? Sin. Sin is when you break God's laws. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. The Bible says, don't lie. Okay, tell the truth. If you, if you see people that like to gossip and slander, tell them, shut the heaven up. I don't want to hear that mess. Because gossip leads to lying, bearing false witness, which will get you thrown in the lake of fire. If the Bible says don't commit adultery, get one wife, or if you're a woman, get one husband. You live in a society that's so deceived, they're going to little children and convincing children that a boy isn't a boy anymore, that a girl isn't a girl anymore. What's wrong with y'all? I'm not a part of this society. I'm, I'm, I just come on TikTok to reveal the truth. I don't even watch television. Nothing to do with y'all culture and y'all society. I have nothing to do with it. I just come on TikTok on a weekly basis to bring people out of the wicked system that's going to get burnt to the ground. Okay? 
And I try to use the text to reveal to you what's going to happen in the future. And hopefully people change. That's my only responsibility. I'm not here to convert you. I'm not here to say, come to my church and let's have fun and let's have a potluck and sit down and, and eat uh, some uh, uh, squat, uh, uh, mashed potatoes and some yams. No, I'm not here to talk about greens, beans, tomatoes, yams. No, none of that. Get right with the creator. Walk upright. Be holy, not just in word, but in actions. Actions are weighed. How you conduct yourself is weighed. Let's read on. The knowledge of the wise man shall abound like a flood. You are being given the currents of water of righteousness on how to live socially, morally, economically, physically, and spiritually responsible. That's what you're learning today. Do I say information that hurts people's feelings? Yeah, sometimes, but it's out of love. Okay. It says the inner parts of a fool are like a broken vessel and he will hold no knowledge as long as he lives. Meaning the things that you have learned by these politicians, the things that you have learned by modern religion, they don't hold any weight. They don't hold any knowledge. What is God's knowledge? According to Malachi chapter two, verse seven, it says the priest lips should keep knowledge and they should seek God's law at his mouth. Meaning the priests of Rome, if they really wanted to push Christ, they should have been telling the world, guess what? Sunday is not a holy day. Saturday is. Jesus is not white. Jesus is actually black. We bow down to him while everybody else in the world bow down to a white image. If the Catholic Church really loved you, they would say, listen, um, we stole a lot of money, stole a lot of people, and all the riches that we stole from Africa and Asia and Europe and America during our colonization and conquest, we're going to give it back because the Bible says thou shalt not steal. If the, if the so-called Christians really loved you, they would say, you know what? The Bible says if a person steals, they should repay sevenfold. Let's pay back all the people that we stole money from, like Hispaniola, like Mexico, like Canada, like the indigenous population in the Americas, African-Americans. Oh, let's go over back to West Africa and let's start to bring people back from where they came from. And let's start to develop these nations. Nobody is supposed to be poor. Listen to what I'm telling you. Nobody in a, in a free world is supposed to. You should not be struggling paycheck to paycheck. If they really wanted a free world, you would still be paying the same amount of money that people were paying in the 1900s. Why does a house built in, in 1975 cost more than it was built in 1975? Make it make sense. Why is a house built in, let me say it again for the kids that are slow. Why is a house built in 1975 worth 400 to 500 to almost a million dollars when it was built for $10,000 to $50,000? Make America great again. Y'all delusional. Not me. 
I was like, you know what? To hell with this. I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to teach the Bible and my rent is going to be $80 a month. All of y'all that want to, oh no, why, why are you going to Africa for brother? My rent is $80 a month. What are you talking about? How much you pay for rent? I'll wait. How much you pay for your mortgage? I'll wait. I got electricity. Yep. I got uh, water. Yep. I got clothes. I got food. I'm good. Let me keep teaching the Bible while everybody else is delusional. So now let's read on. It says, if a skillful man hear a wise word, he will commend it and add unto it. If a skillful man hear a wise word, meaning if we're giving you information that makes sense, take heed to the sense. Because I know common sense is not common, but, but if you're gaining information and insight that's going to help you in your walk, utilize it to your advantage. Guess what? The Christian church, they charge you for this. We come on TikTok night after night, week after week, and do it for free. Okay? Literally, you have conferences of T.D. Jakes, Creflo Take Your Dollar, Juanita Bynum, Joel Olstein, John Hagee, and you have to pay $500 minimum just to sit down with them. And all they do is lie. They will not go in this Bible and break it down for you to understand. You understand? If a skillful man bear a hear a wise word he will commend it and add unto it but as soon as one of no understanding hears it it displeases him and he casteth it behind his back meaning when we give you pertinent information according to the scriptures if you have enough good sense you're going to take heed to it okay but some people they don't want to take heed to the scriptures and they want to throw the information behind their back as if they didn't hear what they just heard. You heard Jesus is black. I didn't hear that. You heard that Christ is coming back to save his people. I didn't hear that. You hear that the aliens are really angels. I didn't hear that. You heard that the Catholic church is the Antichrist and every subsequent church that came after it is evil as hell. I didn't hear that. I don't know what you're talking about. Cognitive dissonance, that does not compute. That does not compute. I, I don't get it. I don't, I'm, I'm lost. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? G Jesus is from the Middle East, brother. Where is Middle West? Where is Middle, where is Middle North? Where is Middle South? Then, then when you try to share the Bible, they're like, well, I got, well, I got, well, when I was a kid, uh, 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 I saw Harry Potter and it, what, what does that have to do with us teaching you the Bible? Move forward. Get right. Watch this. The talking of a fool is like a burden in the way, but grace shall be found in the lips of the wise. You, you ever went and tried to listen to a minister, try to teach you about the Bible and you left out of it. And once you left, Somebody asks you, hey, what was the sermon about? And you say, I don't know, but it sure was good. That person was talking foolishly for two, three hours and not giving you Bible verses to build up your soul. But somebody that's wise, somebody that understands the Bible, they're going to give you parables. They're going to give you stories. They're going to give you scripture upon scripture, precept upon precept, line upon line for you to understand.
But when you talk to a fool, it's like a burden in a way. You ever you ever walk around? You ever see those military people that during training they have these huge, 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 heavy materials that they're carrying, right? You ever seen that? That's the same way where we're talking about the Bible and here comes somebody talking about politics. We're talking about the Bible and here comes somebody talking about sports. We're talking about getting right with God. And here comes somebody saying, when I was 12 years old, somebody mistreated me. And I went, who cares? Get over it. Move on. Get right with God. We try to give you solutions based on the scriptures. Solutions based on the scriptures. But people are more concerned with things that don't matter. Things that I remember walking into a, um, what was it? I walked into a barbershop one time and while I was there, I was expressing to the the person that was there that I was leaving to go to Africa. He said, you going to Ethiopia, man? I said, yeah, I'm going to Ethiopia. He was Jamaican Rasta guy. You going to Ethiopia, man? I said, yeah, I'm going to Africa. He said, yeah, you going to Ethiopia, man? I said, yeah. He said, why are you going to Ethiopia? I said, I want to go to teach the Bible to the people that's there and I want to bring solutions to the things that they are coming across. He said, man, I commend you. It's a good, it's a good thing you're doing. It's a good thing. So then I said, did you know that Christ was black? The brother said, yes, I do know. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. You know that Christ is black? He said, yeah. So then I said, who are you then? Oh, me, I'm just a Jamaican. I said, oh, damn. So, you know, Christ is black, but you don't realize you're an Israelite. You know that Christ is black, but you don't know that the Bible is talking about you. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? People still haven't made the correlation. So you got church folks that will acknowledge. They will say, yeah, Christ is black. I get it. But they don't realize that they're the people of the Bible. Meaning the very folks that went into slavery, you never asked the question, why did that happen to me and my people? It's, and and the, here's the sad thing about it. You have other nationalities that are more concerned with the history of the Bible than the very people that the Bible is talking about. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I have, I have Chinese people. I have Arabic people. I have Caucasian people, all of them, friends, buddies, just, hey, hey, teach us more. Give give us some more information about the history that you're aware of. And I said, based on this ABC, based on this ABC. And they are happy about it. They're joyful. They're like, I never heard this before. I'm glad I heard this. But my own people, they're like, nah. Get away from me with that Bible stuff. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, man. My own, listen, my own relatives and family members are like, you too much into history and Bible. Every time you talk is Bible. What else is the, listen, the world is coming to an end before your eyes. What else is there to talk about? Listen, at, when the world is coming to an end and you see Things that you've never seen before. You got folks talking about aliens showing up in Miami. You've never seen that before. You got folks seeing strange apparitions. That's in the Bible. 
Strange, listen, strange apparitions happening since the time of Egypt are happening now. You have waters turning into blood. Literally, you could go through my channel right now. There are videos of waters turning to blood. But now is not the time for you to say you don't want to read the Bible. Now is not the time to say you want to be a scoffer and an atheist. Now is not the time to say you don't believe in God. You better listen. We had a whole entire time period of people being locked in their home and they were given mosquito bites and snake bites and say, take this medicine. We like you so much. We, we, we like you enough to give you medicine, but we're not going to like you enough to help you pay your rent. And a whole entire planet was on lockdown. But you think that's normal? People, people were having debates and discussion about this is the new normal. This is people were getting fact checked. People were getting fact checked and having deletes uh, accounts deleted because they were sharing pertinent information pertaining to that situation. You understand? No one stopped to say, uh, you read in the Bible, it talks about mm, pestilence. What is a pestilence? That's a disease. You hear in the Bible, it talks about earthquakes in different places. Um, were there earthquakes in places you never thought would happen? There, listen, there was an earthquake on an island, Haiti. Y'all remember that? Where over 200,000 people just whacked, gone like that. You don't think that's odd? Things that make you go, hmm. You don't remember the BP oil spill of 2010? You don't remember the Fukushima accident 2011? Where nuclear radiation flowed all throughout the world and magically, mysteriously, animals by the hundreds of millions were washing up ashore. Y'all forgot that? Y'all forgot. Y'all forget so quick. You don't remember swine flu and bird flu and H1N1 and oh, Jesus. You understand? You don't. You, Let's go to the Bible. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 7. No, Matthew 24 verse 4. What was the first thing that Jesus told his disciples when he said, Hey, what's going to be the sign of the end of the world? Let's find out. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Did that happen? Did the Roman Catholic Church go about deceiving the world? They sure did. Take heed that no man deceive you. Who deceived us? The Roman Catholic Church and all the subsequent daughters, all the Idumians, they deceived us, right? Then it says, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Many going to come and say, I'm Christian. I believe in the Bible. I believe in Jesus. But guess what? They deceived us. They deceived us. They tricked us. They told us that Jesus was Caucasian with no Bible verse. They told us that God was Caucasian with no Bible verse. And you ask them, give me the Bible verse. And they'll say, there is none. I've asked several pastors. It wasn't until I started reading the Bible for myself that I was like, hold up. I've been tricked, y'all. I've been deceived. I've been lied to. It's the, the only thing that will cleanse your mind is the Bible. Okay? The only thing that will purify us is the Bible. 
Watch this. It says, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. So guess what? They tried to use a religious text that came out of Africa. They translated it into the Roman language, a.k.a. Latin. Then they translated it into various European languages. But guess what? The Catholic Church didn't want anybody to read. They were burning Bibles. And then once they realized so many people were interested in the text, they said, you know what? We give up burning the Bibles. Let's start burning people. That's what they did. You forget about the Roman Inquisition. Guess who was being mistreated in the Roman Inquisition in Portugal? There is a place in Portugal called Negro Street. In Portugal, it's called Negro Street. And the, the street next to it is called Porto Judaico, the port of the Jews. On that territory, during the Roman Inquisition, the Portuguese exiled all black Jews and black Moors out of Spain and Portugal. And those that did not leave in time, many of them were deleted. I know what I mean when I say deleted. Many of them were mistreated and enslaved and brought into the Americas. If you're wondering why a black brother is called Antonio or Suarez or Pedro, it's because the Roman Catholic Church was the one that gave them that name when they enslaved them. Let's read the text again. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. How were we deceived? Through slavery and colonization. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You hear about World War One, World War Two. You hear about the rumors of World War III, hello, the Vietnam War, the Great American War, the Potomac Wars, wars against the Indians, wars in Vietnam, wars in Korea. Damn, everybody just want to go to war. What's going on here? What are we reading? The Bible. So did this prophecy come true? You better believe it. For a nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, that's food shortages, and pestilences, that's diseases, and earthquakes in different places. Is that happening today? You had COVID-19, you had swine flu, you had bird flu, you had H1N1, you had SARS, you had SARS, you had MERS, you had, what was the other one? Zika, you had Ebola. We hear about things in the past like the, the, the bubonic plague, right? That was a situation that happened only one time. You hear about the smallpox epidemic, right? But year, it's like every two years, something pops up. It's like every two years. Oh, there's another one. HIV. That was created in a lab. How mysteriously, they said it, it was GRIDS first. That was the original name, GRIDS. Then they said, oh, no, we're going to change it to AIDS because we didn't want to bl bl blame uh uh, how can I use this? We don't want to blame the bicycle people and the tambourine players. You know what I mean? They ride on both sides of the street. 
We don't want to blame them. Let's blame it in, let's say it came from monkeys in Africa. And then miraculously, they said, we have some medicine for you in Africa. Take this medicine. It's a vaccination. And then all of a sudden you have an HIV epidemic. Hmm. Okay, let's read the Bible verse again. It says, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. Earthquakes in different places. Earthquake happened in Fukushima that impacted a nuclear facility. Nuclear radiation poured all across the world. And you saw on the shores of America, the shores of South America, millions upon millions of animals, marine biology, showing up on the shores. Alligators, whales, crabs, lobsters, sharks, all washing up by the millions. That happened in 2011, and many of you went back to sleep no, I'm not going to read the Bible. There's nothing happening here. It's all good. It's all fine. Everything is good in La La Land. Why read the Bible? Let me just go to work, go to sleep, go to work, go to sleep, go to school, go to sleep. Let me just live. I'm just living my best life. I need money. I want to be rich, 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 rich. Let me focus on that. Y'all, what's wrong with y'all? Wake up. Wake. I want to chase the bag. I want to get my PhD. I want to be I want to be a politician. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. Wake up. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with with wanting better for yourself. It's okay. But you need to be watching and praying and seeing the reality of the world that we're living in. The things that they are calling climate change are literally judgments from God. How is it, listen, 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 listen. I want you to put your critical thinking hats on right now. How is it in places like Texas that are further south, you have temperatures that are below freezing, like 21 degrees, right? Eight degrees. But but in Washington, D.C., it's like 40 degrees. Y'all don't see something wrong with that equation? Y'all don't see something wrong with that? You think that's normal? To be further south from the Arctic region, but it's colder further south than it is in the, the northeast. You, you would literally think that Washington, D.C., then, then you got New York and Boston and all those, right? You would think it would be colder there. You would think it would be snowing there. But why is it further south Listen, y'all, I, I saw a video back in 2021. You had ice, an ice storm that was so impactful. It knocked out the power for weeks. And then in Juarez, Mexico, the ice and the snow was so high that it was reaching above 18-wheeler semi-trucks hoods. Y'all know how big an 18-wheeler is, right? If you ever drove in a small sedan and you... And you saw, somebody said harp. So now they do have the technology to elicit reactions from the the uh, heavens, meaning causing it to rain. But they do not have the the significant power to generate 
earthquakes and generate snowing. Okay, you understand? The Bible, when you read about the Bible in the book of Revelation, it talks about the fact that there is going to be a plague from God so strong that 150 pound size hail are going to be dropping on human beings and they're going to be cursing God so much. You understand? No human could create that. Yes. Can they can they use their inventions to manipulate things? Think about this, y'all. We got to use the parallels just in the same way that ancient Egypt was able to mimic the miracles that God had. Because remember, ancient Egypt was one of the greatest nations on the planet. Make America great again. So now in spiritual Egypt, a.k.a. America, spiritual Sodom, a.k.a. America, that promotes slavery and the LGBTQRSUV, right? We see the parallel between the United States trying to manipulate weather and the miracles of God and saying, no, it's Mother Nature. No, it's our own technology. But guess what? What was the plague that the ancient Egyptians could not mimic? When the firstborn was deleted. When the firstborn was deleted, they couldn't mimic that. They said, oh, these black folks, you need to get up out of Egypt. You Israelites, just leave. Get up out of here. You, then they acknowledge, yep, these are the children of God. These are the children of God. Leave them alone. Get get. The same thing is going to happen. The same thing is going to happen in America. You, you're going to see certain events that are unexplainable, that you can't say, oh, that's technology, that you can't say, oh, that's chemtrails, or you can't say, oh, that's oh, the your, uh, the government did it. There's going to be certain things that occur that man cannot control. You understand? Watch this. Let me prove it to you. Let's go to Second Esdras. These are writings that they took out of the original King James Bible. You need to read these texts because it's going to show you certain things. Listen close. Second Ezra chapter 15. Behold, speak thou in the ears of my people the words of prophecy, which I will put in the mouth, in thy mouth, saith the Lord. Meaning what? You have to seek out of the Bible to hear the voice of God. The voice of God is this Bible. The voice of God is this Bible. And in order for you to understand this Bible, you can't just sit and listen to a sermon all the time. It's time for you to crack the book open for yourself and start to read for yourself. Don't don't be the person that learns about riding a bicycle by watching a YouTube video. Get on the bike and ride the bike. Listen to what I'm telling you. Get on the bike and ride the bike. Meaning right now while I'm talking to you, you should have a Bible open so you can read it and verify the information. You understand? This is like going to a college professor. The college professor is telling you A squared plus B squared equals C squared. But instead of you going into the book and doing your own homework, you just say, oh, I'll just go by what the, what the teacher said. I'll just go. No. When, when it's time to take it to test, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get an F. 
Meaning when Christ cracks the sky with innumerable angels, you're going to be, well, I, I listened to all these uh, brothers and sisters that was teaching the Bible, but I didn't do nothing the Bible said. What? You were listening and you didn't even open a book to read it for yourself? Watch this. Go to Isaiah chapter. Th how much does it cost? You can, you can go to how much does your soul cost? Do you mean how much the book costs or how much does it cost to get right with God? To get right with God is free. Last time I checked. All right. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Write this down if you have a pen and paper or put it in the chat. I don't know. Maybe y'all want to read. Maybe y'all don't. Isaiah 4, verse 16. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read and read and read. No one of these shall fail, meaning none of the prophecies that are in this book are going to not happen. Everything we read in this Bible came true. Listen to what I'm saying. Everything that you read in this Bible came true. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it has commanded and his spirit it has gathered them. Let's go back. Second Ezra chapter 15 verse 1. Speak, behold, speak thou in the ears of my people the words of prophecy, which I will put in thy mouth, saith the Lord, and cause them to be written in paper, for they are faithful and true. Faithful and true. Meaning... The same part in Revelation where we read about the Messiah being called what? Faithful and true. That means these words are going to happen whether we believe it or not. These scriptures that we're reading, watch this. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, it says, And I saw heaven open, and behold him on a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and true and in righteousness he does judge and make war y'all remember when i read that earlier showing to you that christ and the angels are going to crack the sky and there's going to be an alien invasion for real during world war three we read that in second Ezra 13 let's go back now to second Ezra 15 chapter 15 verse 2 and cause them to be written in paper, for they are faithful and true. A lot of times people come on here and they say, who wrote the Bible? Black prophets, Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, Enoch, Adam. These were all prophets. They gave Ezra, like we're reading about now. They gave us these texts so we can be forewarned of what's to come. We call it history. The Bible calls it prophecy, meaning every prediction in this book will come true. Verse three, fear not the imaginations against thee. Let not the incredulity of them trouble thee that speak against thee. Meaning what? There's going to be a lot of people that are unbelievers. They're going to hear these texts. They're going to hear these scriptures and they're going to say, I don't believe that. Good luck with that on Judgment Day. Noah had to preach for 125 years. And guess who was saved? Eight people in his family. So you think I care if you want to listen or not listen? Nah, it's like I always say, it's either you get it or you don't. 
Whoever's meant to get it, they're going to get it. They're going to understand it. They're going to apply it. They're going to do what the book says. Whoever's not going to get it, good luck. God bless America. (laughs) Watch this. For all the unfaithful shall be deleted in their unfaithfulness. Behold, saith the Lord, I will bring plagues upon the world. I will bring plagues upon the world. So listen to the plagues that God is going to bring on the world. For those that don't want to follow the truth. Not the lies that you heard in church, not the lies that your politicians gave you, not the lies that the education system gave you. For those that don't want to follow the truth, he says, I'm going to send plagues upon the world. The sword, that's war, famine, that's food shortages, unalive and destruction. Somebody says, ha, 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 black prophets was on the tree on the time of Moses. Okay, let's let's read about black prophets in the Bible. Hmm, somebody wants to be a scoffer. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 21. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. I am black. I am black. I am black. Astonishment have taken hold on me. Jeremiah describes himself as black. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody hasn't read the Bible, so they want to come here and mock. So all we got to do is show you that you don't know what you're talking about. All we got to do is read the Bible. All we got to do is read the book for itself. This is like you going to a college professor, right? This is like you, for, for, for the guy coming in here and, and saying uh, all this funny stuff, right? This is like you going to a college professor, right? And, and you only came from fifth grade math. And you come to the college professor and say, A squared and B squared is not C squared, damn it. Two plus two is 22. And they looking at you like, shut the hell up and just sit in the back of the class and just take notes. That's what the teacher's doing. That's what the teachers, when you come in here, you don't know nothing about the Bible, but you want to come in and start being a keyboard warrior and make comments and, oh, they ain't black, ain't no black people in the Bible. Hmm. Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, watch this. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Let's read. Now, there were in the church, they're in the church. That was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, Nigir, Nagar, Negro, Black, Black. Uh Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't run now. Don't run now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen, I, 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 there was this guy, right? That was a Eurocentric delusionalist, right? And he had a, a swastika tattoo on his leg. So you know what time he, he was under, right? So I asked him, I said, hey, do you know that the word Negro is in the Bible? He said, really? Show me. I said, Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Let's read it. It says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Then I asked the question, is a prophet and a teacher an instructor in the church? He said, yes. Were the disciples teachers? He said, yes. Were the disciples directly under Jesus? He said, yes. 
I said, okay, let's read on. It says, as Barnabas and Simeon. And then I said, wasn't Barnabas right next to Paul? And Paul wrote a majority of the New Testament? He said, yes. So Barnabas and Simeon, what were they called? N-I-G-E-R. Hold up, wait a minute. Is there a place in Africa called the River Niger? Hmm. Is there a place in Africa called Nigeria or Nigeria or Nigeria? Yes. Is there a place, literally a country called Niger or Negro, Negro land? Yes. Wait a minute. What do you mean that there's no black people in the Bible? The very teachers of the Bible are called Niger, Niger. Wait, you never you never read that in church? Oh, your pastor never showed that to you in church? Oh, this is showing you that you have been deceived by Eurocentric delusionalism. So when we read these prophecies, sit down and just take notes. If you're in class, all you have to do is take notes. Write it down for yourself and go look it up. That's it. That's all you have to do. Don't come in here and be a keyboard keyboard warrior. And oh, the Bible is about uh, 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 you don't know nothing. You don't know anything. Somebody said you are. Was that the same person I was scoffing? Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Block under forever. You have been blocked. Somebody said I am so lost. College professor teaching students and the student says you are lost. You can't make it. You can't make this stuff up. <sighs> Another one bites the dust. Block, block, block. Another one bites the dust. Block, 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 blocker, blocker. Another one bites the dust. Blockanda, blockanda. Y'all should call me Black Panther because it's blockanda forever. Blockanda forever. Second Ezra chapter 15 verse 3 fear not the imagines against thee let not the incredulity of them trouble thee that speak against thee isn't that what we just read don't let those that don't believe in the bible come in listen i must be a prophet because i literally just read the text and a scoffer just came in and did the very thing that the bible said what happened? It says, fear not the imagination against thee. Let not the incredulity. The word incredulity means unbelievers. Let not the incredulity of them trouble thee that speak against thee. For all the unfaithful shall be deleted in their own unfaithfulness. You don't believe God exists? I'm not here to convert you. I'm just reading the text and explaining it. But don't try to try to circumvent people that want to learn, people that want to grow, people that are understanding that, yeah, there is something odd with the society that we're living in. The things that we think are normal is really abnormal. And we're trying to decipher and filter the things that you see going on in the world through the text. But instead of people sitting down and being humble and saying, you know what, I don't understand. Let me sit and read and listen. Instead, they want to be a keyboard warrior. Good luck with that on Judgment Day. Behold, saith the Lord, I will bring plagues upon the earth. Meaning the very same one that wants to be an unbeliever, don't want to believe the Bible. They're going to suffer the plagues. They're going to experience God firsthand. 
this is how this is how scoffers are scoffers are i don't believe in god i don't believe in the bible i don't believe i don't believe i don't believe guess what as soon as something evil happens in their life they're the first one to say oh jesus save me oh god help me oh god why oh they're the first ones they're the first as soon as something bad happened in their life they're the first ones to call on god they're the let me let me prove it to you in the bible everything is in the bible you just have to be able to decipher it spiritually Meaning precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Listen close. This is Hosea chapter 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, in their affliction, they will seek me early. Hmm. God said, when you jacked up, when you jacked up, that's when you're going to turn and look for me early. You're going to be, you're going to be quick to say, God, help me. I need your help. God, help me. Please deliver me. Please, please help me. Jesus. When a, when a, when a 200 mile per hour tornado strike down and it's you and the destroying angel, then you as a scoffer be like, I believe God is real. Uh, 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 please, Jesus, save me. And that 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 angel is going to go zoop. Body get flung 300 feet across the sky. Play with this Bible if you want. Play with this Bible if you want. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. You have a lot of people that are comfortable in their lawless behavior. But guess what? As soon as something bad happened in their life, they're like, Jesus, please. I believe in you now. Please forgive me for my sin. Please help me to be good. I promise I go. Y'all know them. Y'all know them people. You know them. You know them people that drunk so much alcohol that they throwing up their lungs and they over there like, oh God, I ain't gonna drink no more, please. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so. That's y'all. That's the same people that scoffers. And I, all I could do is laugh. All I could do is get your mind, say, get your mind right and change. That's it. That is it. Let's go back. Second Ezra chapter 15. Let's go to verse five. Behold, saith the Lord, I will bring plagues upon the world, the sword, famine, deletion and destruction for wickedness has exceedingly polluted the whole earth and their hurtful works are fulfilled. Meaning the most high saying it's so bad out here that the level of sin is reaching up to heaven. The level of lawless behavior that people are doing is so bad, excuse me, is so bad that God is like, I can't take this no more. I can't just be quiet no more. Somebody gave me an alley-oop. Uh, Proverbs 124. All right, let's go to that. Proverbs 124. Mm, Job, Psalms, Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 24. And the text reads, 
because I have called. Oh, I like this right here. I like this right here. I like this right here. Listen to this. Because I have called and you refused and have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity and I will mock when your fear comes upon you. Wow. 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 So the Bible is saying that when people don't want to follow God, even though God is using people to help them to change, God says, I will laugh when things go wrong. Wow. Oh, they don't know this Bible. <laughs> God, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. It don't apply to this situation. Sometimes God allows bad things to happen. Does it mean that he loves you less? Sometimes he don't like when people do bad stuff. And he say, you know what? I've been calling this person. I've been trying to reveal to this person. They just don't get it. You know what? Just let them, just let them, just let them deal with it. Just let them deal with it. Okay. Jesus only wrote in dirt. That's the only thing the Bible that Jesus wrote. Anything else. Let's go to Exodus chapter 34. Let's go to Exodus chapter 34 and let's read. Mm, what do I want? I want that text that says. Is it Exodus 34? Give me give me one moment. I'm, I'm going to provide a scripture. Did Jesus only write on dirt? Let's see here. Did God only write on dirt? Hmm. Let's find out. Let's go to Exodus. Oh, I want Exodus 31. Let's go to Exodus 31. We're going to go to Exodus 31 and verse 18. We're going to find out if God, if, if God only wrote on dirt. Let's find out. Exodus 31, and we're going to start at verse 18. Listen close. I want every one of you to write down this text. Exodus 31, verse 18. For the 200 plus people that are in this chat right now, I want you to write down Exodus 31, verse 18. Exodus 31, verse 18. Exodus chapter 31, verse 18. Write it in the chat. Listen close. It says, And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. Written with the finger of God. Written with the finger of God. God, why are you coming on my chat saying Jesus only Jesus only wrote on dirt? What else? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 10. Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 10. 
And the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God. Written with the finger of God. So that same Messiah that was writing in the dirt was the same one, the Son of God, that gave Moses the Ten Commandments. You think God himself, who is a consuming fire, the eternal father, is going to hop off his throne to come to talk to you? Nah, my son, go handle that. And who was utilized to give the Ten Commandments to Moses? It was the Messiah. It's either you get it or you don't. Because he is the one that said, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. So that same joker that I was writing on, writing in the dirt, saying, hey, all of y'all sins, I'm, I'm going to write it down. And all of y'all that's evil, I'm going to blot your name out of the book of life. That's what he was writing down. If, if you're wondering what he was writing down, he was like, okay, this one right here was in the midst of sin. I mean, let me remember that. I'm going to carve it into the earth. So when I come back, I'm going to look down on that time period when I wrote that. And I'm going to remember when, we, when it's judgment day, these jokers is going to get judged for trying to stone a woman when they was in the midst of evil. You see, we have to understand the mindset of Christ. If you are merciful, you will obtain mercy. If you are just, you will receive justice. If you are kind, kindness will be imparted to you. The measure that you give, you will receive. If you walk upright with integrity, Christ is going to deal with you according to your works. But if you're evil, if you're a scoffer, if you're in the midst of sin and lawless behavior, if you're a liar, a thief, a fornicator, an adulterer, and you don't want to change, Let's read what's going to happen. Let's just read it. Let's just read it. Revelation. You can't get no more New Testament than Revelation, right? You can't get no more New Testament than Revelation. So what's going to happen? What is going to be revealed? Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So those of you that are walking upright, those of you that are keeping the commandments, those of you that are loving the way of the Most High, you are going to enjoy the tree of life. So now for those that don't understand, let's go to another precept that explains the tree of life. Write this down. We're going to go to Sirach chapter 19, verse 19. Sirach chapter 19, verse 19. Now all I got to do is, is just start throwing out scripture because, you know, I tried to go and elaborate on it. But now I'm just going to go precept upon precept. Either you get it or you don't. Sirach chapter 19, verse 19. The knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life. And they that do those things which please him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality. The tree of immortality. Let's go back. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life and may 
enter into the gates into the city. That's talking about the kingdom of heaven, y'all. Watch this. Baruch. Baruch was the scribe, the Levite scribe that was working with Jeremiah during the Babylonian captivity. Baruch chapter 4 verse 1. This is the book of the commandments of God and the law that endures forever. All they that keep it shall come to life, but such as leave it shall unalive. This is in the King James Apocrypha. The book of Baruch is in the King James Apocrypha. You can order it on Amazon for like 12 bucks. Watch this. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 2 verse 23. For God created man to be immortal and made him an image of his own eternity. You were made to be immortal. If you keep the commandments and walk upright, there is a reward for you. Watch this. As for the mysteries of God, they knew them not. Meaning the wicked, they don't know this Bible. Neither hope they for the wages of righteousness, nor discern a reward for blameless souls. Just like Christ was blameless, we just like Job was blameless, we have to be blameless. Just like Noah was blameless, we have to be blameless. We have to walk upright. So much so that God is going to say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come into my kingdom. Enjoy all the, all the great things that I have prepared for you. For God created man to be immortal and made him an image of his own eternity. So Adam was made and Christ was made to be an image of God. Adam was the first. Christ was the second Adam. One person made of the dust of the ground, terrestrial, which is the form that we're in now. Carbon is in your body. Iron is in your body. Hemoglobin is formed by iron, right? We are terrestrial. But the second Adam, a.k.a. Christ, a.k.a. the Messiah or the Mashiach, he's celestial, meaning we're going to be part of the elements of, of above the earth. That's what we want to be. That's what we're trying to elevate. This is not another discussion about church, y'all. This is about entering into a new kingdom where you have a different realm of existence, tapping into divinity. That's why we're breaking down, getting away from the modern churches and actually following the Bible. The tree of immortality is connected to you following the same steps that Christ did, which is what? Keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. Keep the commandments and live. Don't keep the commandments and watch what's going to happen. Revelation chapter 22 verse 15. What is the end result for people that don't want to keep the commandments? For without, meaning outside the kingdom, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie. Let me say it again for the kids that are slow. For the kids in the back. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie. So now, in order for you to understand, let's break down a couple of precepts explaining these things 
It says, for without our dogs. Let's find out what that means by dogs. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to read verse 2. Philippians chapter 3. We're going to read verse 2. Philippians chapter 3 verse 2. It says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. So now let's go to Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10. This is explaining who dogs are. These are evil workers, workers of iniquity, people that love to operate out of lawless behavior. You understand? Beware of people like that. There are people that get kicks and giggles out of making people live lawless lives. You understand that? There are people that love creating chaos out of other people's lives. You got to stay away from jokers like that. When their sole purpose is to try to mess you up, mess up your life, mess up your situation by causing chaos, get away from folks like that. You understand? No, all people are not good. There are vessels of righteousness and there are vessels of unrighteousness. There are people that were created to do righteous things and there were people that were created to do evil on the earth. Watch this. This is Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone for his gain from his quarter. That's talking about religious folk, y'all. That's talking about religious folks. Run away from Anything that has to do with the Catholic Church. Run away from anything that has to do with the modern day religions of the world because they're not teaching the Bible with integrity and biblical based transparency. You understand? The, that's what the Bible is saying. Evil workers, meaning they have they masquerade themselves to be religious people, but inwardly, what are they doing? Lawless behavior, such as pedophilia, such as unaliving people, such as doing other atrocities. They are not children of God. Run away from it. Follow the Bible instead. Watch this. Then it says, let's go back. Revelation chapter 22, verse 15. For without our dogs and sorcerers and sorcerers. So now we need to find out what does the Bible say sorcery is. We need to find out what the Bible says sorcery is. Watch this. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18 we're going to explain what does it mean by avoiding people that participate in sorcery listen close a lot of this information is going to shock you 
but it's meant to wake you up. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone. Moderators, please address those that are scoffers. Please allow them to go to Blakanda forever. Thank you so much. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that makes his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that uses divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch. What is the tradition that people do where they observe time on a yearly basis and they say, happy birthday. Is it not associated with astrology? Is it not associated with pagan signs? What's your sign? Are you a Pisces? Are you Aquarius? Those birthdays are wicked, y'all. Nowhere in the Bible does it say to celebrate your birthday. Nowhere. That's an observation of a specific time that God did not ordain. You understand? It says, or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. You've been so deceived that you think Harry Potter is cute. You think Harry Potter and call me now for your free reading. My name is Miss Cleo. Call me now for you thought that was cute. The presidents of the United States called on psychics to foretell and, and tell them how they should conduct themselves for their meetings. You don't think there's a judgment for that? God says stay away from this thing. Or a charmer or a consultant with familiar spirits. That's your people. That's mediums, psychics. Literally, you can scroll on TikTok and you see people associated with Satanism, astrology, witchcraft, psychic readings, tarot card readings, and you think it's entertainment. People are literally calling demons into their life. And when, when stuff start to move in a house and they don't know how come, all of a sudden they confuse. The cup, the cup in my house, it just, it went from one side of the table to another. Well, you invited a demon in your house. What do you expect? You was watching all that witchcraft stuff, and now you sitting there like, oh, I didn't know that scary movies was wrong. You watch all them horror movies, and then when you go to sleep at night, there's a shadow in the back of your room. And you don't realize, let me call on Jesus and let me read this Bible so this demon can get out of my damn house. Hmm. And then you call me like, Forefront, can you pray with me? There's satanic activity in my house. What the hell are you doing? What are you doing that you inviting them in? You need to rebuke them and read your Bible so that way that stuff get the hell away from you. They don't like God. They don't like Christ. They don't like the Bible. So why don't you just sit and play the audio Bible in, in your house for three weeks straight and see what happens. See if see if they just leave. Hmm, maybe. Maybe they'll. Oh, I like. Hey, look at Angela with the alley-oop. Look at Angela with the alley-oop. Let's go to that. Leviticus 19.31. Look at my Hebrews with the alley oop. Okay, I love it. I love. See, that's what that's what I that's what I like. When I see people provide scriptures, it shows me that you're studying. That's why sometimes on on, on our discussions, someone will say, "Hey, forefront, I got something to say," and I'd be like, "You got a Bible verse?" They'd be like, "Nah." And I'm like, "Then what you what 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 you want to speak?" And they'd be like, "Forefront, you so sarcastic. You don't care if people talk." If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If you ain't got no Bible verse, shut the hell up. Leviticus 19, verse 31. 
Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek... I know I'm so sarcastic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. So the Most High said, hey, if you regard evil spirits, I'm not going to regard you. Don't seek after them that are saying they can speak to, to spirits of the dead. No, run away from these type of people. Run away from uh, uh, Dave. What's it called? What's the guy called? David Blaine and uh, uh, what's that? Chris, Chris, uh, something, Chris, something, Chris Angel and all of these people, right? They professing themselves that they have the ability to connect to evil spirits. These jokers that be like, well, I can speak to my ancestors and my ancestors that I pray to will do this. They don't even know they're inviting demons, y'all. When people die, they are in the grave waiting for resurrection day. Okay? There is no human beings walking around as disembodied spirits. Those things are demons masquerading as your relatives and loved ones. Well, my my mama, she came to me in a dream and she said to me, hey, that wasn't your mama. That was the next dream that you had two nights later was of you having sex and intercourse with another person. Listen, you think you think you think your relatives going to come and talk to you after they, they didn't have conversations with you when they was alive? They got to come to you in your sleep. Stop it. Get some help. Those are demons. Those are demons masquerading as human entities. Let's go back. Revelation chapter 22, verse 15. For without our Dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers. Uh-oh. Hmm. This is the one that, that a lot of people are struggling with. Brothers and sisters. Let's go to some precepts related to this. Some of y'all got to change. Some of y'all got to get it right. Some We all have to get right with the Most High. Watch this. Sirach chapter 23. What does it mean by whoremongers? Sirach 23 verse 17. It says, a man that breaks redlock and says thus in this heart, who sees me? I am compassed about with darkness. The walls cover me and nobody sees me. I have no need to fear. The Most High will not remember my sins. Such a man only fears the eyes of men and knows not that the eyes of the Lord are 10,000 times brighter than the sun beholding all the ways of man and considering the most secret part. So these jokers walking around like, ain't nobody see me. I don't went to such and such house. I got a sneaky link. Oh, bruh. I got a sneaky link. I could do this, 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 this. I could do what I want to do, right? Not realizing God is watching every moment of you. There's angels standing around you that you can't see. That's documenting what you... Which, which would you rather do? Sit on a TikTok and listen to the Bible or sit up and be in the midst of sin with an angel writing down, all right, God, uh, blot his name out of the book of life because he don't want to change. Blot her name out of the book of life because she don't want to change. Nah, it's time to change. When you know better, you do better. When you know better, you do better. Watch this. Let's jump up to verse 17. It says, 
All bread is sweet to a whoremonger. He will not leave off till he die. Wait a minute. Listen. You got brothers out here that don't care. All bread is sweet to him. When he say all bread, I mean all women. It don't matter if she's short. It don't matter if she's tall. It don't matter if she's skinny. It don't matter if she's fat. It don't matter if she's clean. It don't matter if she's diseased. He just want the goods. All bread is sweet. It don't matter if she ain't got no teeth. It don't matter if one eye is quicker than the wrong. Y'all, y'all saw that movie, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? And the guy, he was like, I got this beautiful dime. I'm gonna bring her back to the house, right? And he go bring her back to the house, right? And during this movie, the woman starts to take off her hair, take off her teeth, take off her leg. And he's like, oh, snap, what the hell? Well, I didn't caught me. Alcohol, alcohol make everybody beautiful. Alcohol make everybody look good. But alcohol ain't good for you. Stop drinking. Stop drinking. Hey man, as long as I could get a laugh, I know I gotta. They they like that. Uh, they like that. Um, that uh, what's that? What's that comedian name? What's his name? Uh, Dave Chappelle, right? Dave Chappelle. He'll go and say, "Hey, I'm gonna go and talk to this female real quick." And as soon as I make a laugh, I'm like, "Gotcha, bit." Y'all know. Y'all know it. Y'all know. Y'all heard about it. Y'all know. Y'all know. All right, that's the world. Let's let's turn away. Let's turn away from the world. You understand? So all bread. Let's read it again. All bread is sweet to a whoremonger. He will not leave off till he get deleted. He will not leave off. You got some sisters that's like that too. Listen, let's talk about it. You got some sisters. They could be married for 20, 30 years, but they get them some good. Dangling, jangling, jangling. <laughs> and now they acting a damn fool. They get some good D and all of a sudden they're like, I don't care about my kids. I don't care about my husband. This guy right here, he's the... And don't even realize she destroyed her whole life for some rod. Hmm. Destroyed her whole entire marriage because she like, I want the new, new. This, this is some good vitamin digital. No. No. Get some help. Get some help. Stop it. Stop it. Run away. It's not for you. It's not your, it doesn't belong to you. Repent, change, stay away, run. Y'all, you are being mentally brainwashed by R&B songs on a continual basis. Stop listening to it. You read the Bible and all of a sudden you listen to R. Kelly. You remind me of my Jeep. I want to ride. And now you brainwashed. Now you're like, oh, shoot, I done threw out the baby with the bathwater. Forget that Bible stuff. Let me go to such and such house. No, stop it. Repent. Change. Let's read on. Such a man only fears the eyes of men. I'm talking to you in parables, so that way you can get it. I'm, I'm trying to talk to you in parables in ways that you can get it. Because if I just read the Bible, somebody said, you lost me at repent. Bye. You okay, I lost you at change get right with God you, you want to be married right uh, the person that made the comments me just me you want to be married right you want to have one husband and be faithful right 
here's the trippy thing about it, right? You got some people that'll be like, oh, my spouse cheated on me. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so heartbroken. And then turn around and get into another relationship and go do the very thing that messed them up and psychologically destroyed them. You got jokers that's like that. They literally got mistreated by someone and instead of figuring it out you know what let me deal with a person that's going to treat me right and let me stay committed to that person they'll turn around and do the very same thing that destroyed them and then when, when somebody tells you hey look this is what we see going on in society this this is the facts of life that we need to rectify in our society they come in and say, oh, you miss me with that change stuff. I don't want to change. I don't want to get right with God. Bye. Well, then bye then. Good luck. If Listen, I'm not here to convert nobody. I'm not inviting you to my church. I'm not saying come let's sit down and have a potluck. I'm saying get right with the most high because guess what? If you want to walk into the lake of fire with gasoline drawers, here's a match. <laughs> Oh, man, really, real talk, that's what it is. At this point, it's like you either get it or you don't. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. If you want to live your best life and walk into the lake of fire with kerosene boots, do it. But guess what? For those that got the good sense, they're going to be like, nah, I don't want that smoke. Nah. I, I saw what God did to Egypt. I saw what God did when he said to my ancestors, if you don't keep my laws, you're going to go into slavery. And I read it in the Bible and the Bible came true. And at the end of the book, there's a there's a barbecue pit right here. And then there's the Garden of Eden right here. You know what? I'm going to choose the Garden of Eden. But other people that don't want to listen, bye. I'm, I'm going to say bye while I'm waving from the kingdom. If you don't want to get in, I'm trying to invite you, but you don't want to go there. Okay, cool. I'm cool. But me, I don't want no part of that barbecue. I don't want the smoke. I believe in this Bible. That's why I'm trying to give you the tools on what you can see in your personal life to rectify yourself. Because guess what? I'm not speaking from a place where I don't understand. I'm speaking from a place from someone that's already experienced these things in life, and I'm speaking to my brothers and sisters in the world and telling them, hey, if I can change, you can change too. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying, let's be better? Let's, let's not be mediocre. Strive for perfection. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Be ye angry and sin not. Ephesians chapter 4. Walk upright into the ways of the Most High. What's wrong with saying that? You see how delusional people is? All I want to do is help you, but if you don't want the help, listen, I can't stop you from saying that you enjoy sin. Sin, sin, sin seems pleasurable. All I could do is tell you sin less, meaning stop doing the things you've done bad to the point where you don't do it no more. And then if you used to smoke, throw away, throw away them cigarettes little by little till you stop smoking. If you if you dealing with somebody that you're not supposed to deal with, cut them off cold turkey. Stop dealing with them. Okay? Sin less, meaning decrease the amount of sin that you're doing. That's what I mean by sin less. Correct. There you go. 
meaning stop sin. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The same, the same thing I'm saying is in the Bible. The same thing I'm saying is in the Bible. We're gonna come back to Revelation 22. Let's 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 go let's go to the sinless part. Because everything on here is a teachable moment. And out of the love that I have for my people, I want to incre increase your faith. Watch this. First John chapter 3, verse 6. Whosoever abides in him sins not. Let's jump up. Whosoever commits sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So according to the Bible, sin is when you break God's laws, lawless behavior. So what you want to do is you want to read the Bible and figure out what breaks God's laws and just stop doing it. It's really that simple. Stop lying. Stop stealing. Stop committing adultery. Love your people as you love yourself. It operates from love. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you're going to do what's right. If I love you, I'm not going to rob you. That's thou shall not steal. If I love you, I'm not going to take your woman from you. That's thou shall not commit adultery. If I love you, you could put $100,000 right in front of my face. I'm not even going to blink on it because the Bible says thou shall not covet. Thou shall not covet. Don't have a desire for something that's not yours. Oh, such and such. See, niggers are so simple. I don't want to just say Negroes, all people. Most majority of people is like this. If you see somebody with a expensive car, you're going to want that same expensive car with rims on it. If somebody has a three bedroom, two bath house, you're going to want a five bedroom, three bath house. I want what they got, but better. That's called covetousness, greed. Watch this. Little children, you see how God compares us to? Little children, the only way you're going to get in the kingdom of heaven is if you if you humble yourself as a child. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hold up, wait a minute. That's Bible. That's Bible. So if we don't want to be destroyed with the devil and his angels, that must imply then that we have to not live lawless lives. That's it. It's really that simple. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Let's go back. Revelation chapter 22. Let's break down those that don't want to get into the kingdom of heaven. Those that want to be unrighteous for without this is Revelation 22 verse 15 for without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and make it a lie. So right now we're focused on whoremongers. Let's go to another precept in regards to this, right? Let's go back to Sirach 23. We read about what happens with the man. Now let's read about what happens with women because women are not exempt from this. Let's start from verse 22 and down. Thus shall it go also with the wife that leaves her husband and brings in an heir by another. How many times have you heard stories of women that are dealing with men 
And they say, look, Mari, that's his kid. Look at the eyes. Look at the look at the nose. Look at his ears. The way he and it, it's so funny and ridiculous. They'll say stuff like the way he wiggles his nose is just like his daddy. You could you could learn a whole entire DNA structure from nose wiggling. OK, yeah, right, sister. And you know that ain't your baby. You know that is Larry the Cable Guy kid. And you you passing it off to your husband like that's his kid and that ain't his kid. You know that ain't his kid. Let's read it on. It says, thus shall it go also with the wife that leaves her husband and brings in an heir by another. For first, she has disobeyed the law of the Most High. Which law, which law is it that this young lady broke? The law that says, thou shall not commit adultery. That's the law. We have to work on ourselves so that way we don't break these laws, male and female. Because I know how the sisters are. So this is like, oh no, I got to leave the room now. They talking about me. Oh shoot! Nah, stay and listen. This is this is medicine. Sometimes you're gonna get medicine that feels good, and sometimes you're gonna get medicine that doesn't taste good, but it's still good for you. Nobody nobody likes drinking onion soup, but guess what? If you sprinkle a little bit of uh, salt in it, put some spices, season it up a little bit, it's going to be good for you. And then that medicine is going to help you. Okay? If you have evil thoughts that come to your mind, guess what? There's Bible verses that's going to help you so that way you can overcome those evil thoughts. Okay? There, there are things in this Bible, once you read it over and over and over again, you'll be able to cleanse yourself. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 142, it says, Wherewithal can a young man cleanse his way? It says, How can a young man or young woman cleanse their way? By taking heed unto the word. So the scriptures is what's going to help you to get right. It's not me. It's not any other person that's preaching the Bible or teaching the truth. It takes you to have a concerted effort to want to fix yourself. Self-examination is key. Okay, let's read on. Let's go back. Let's go to Sirach chapter 23, and we are reading verse 23. For first, she has disobeyed the law of the Most High, and secondly, she has trespassed against her own husband. And thirdly, she has played the whore in adultery and brought children by another man. I've seen Maury Povich and Jerry Springer shows where a woman brings a man and says, TV host, that's the that's the daddy. You can see by the ears and the nose, that's the daddy right there. And the daddy's like, you know, if it's mine, I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna take care of my responsibility. I'm gonna do what I have to do. But if it's not mine, I'm gonna chuck the deuces. You, you've heard that before, right? And the guy comes on and they're booing him, disrespecting him, boo! get off the stage you evil you know that's your kid all of that stuff right well, embarrassing this man denigrating him to the core they always do it to melanated people always and then in the case of J Jashwan Jajanka Jenkins I I'm just making up a name if your name is Jashwan I, I apologize Jashwan Shaniqua Jenkins in the case of this child you are not the father. 
And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And she's running off the stage. And then instead of consoling the man who paid literally three to 18 years of his time, financial resources and support for a child that doesn't belong to him, Jerry Springer or Maury Povich comforts the whore. Make it make sense. The person that did the evil, you're supposed to be like, you wicked as hell, you bad, you need to change, you need to get it right. No. She's crying and runs off stage and they're like, it's okay, little baby. You can be a little hoe all you want. I hate that show. I despise that show. That show promotes debauchery and it's so degrading to any intelligent person. Any person that has good sense is going to watch that show and say, hold up, wait a minute. She did the crime. They disrespected the man. The man paid money, time, and effort out of all of this to support her and a child that wasn't hers. And then all of a sudden, they say, wait a minute. They're supporting her? Somebody says, your interpretation in scripture is wrong. I'm using real life events occurring in everyday lives of common people and helping them to understand biblical base prophecies. If you feel as though you can do a better job, I invite you to go to TikTok.com, create an account, go to the plus button and start a live and discuss biblical base matters for yourself. But if you if you think that my interpretation is incorrect, I have only one term for you. Block Honda forever. Block, 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 block. Listen, we throwing chickens all over the place, yo. Block, 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 block. They come on my live as keyboard warriors, not trying to teach the Bible or nothing. They just say, oh, I don't like what you're saying. Okay. And go create your own TikTok live. There's millions of things. Listen, you can go sit on the toilet and watch taco videos on YouTube and TikTok. I don't care. I'm just teaching people that want to learn. Okay. Let's read on. Let's go back. See, he threw me off the story. Now I got to go back to the Bible to explain the story that I was just trying to explain. <sighs> Sirach 23. Let's go back to verse 23. Let's start again for the kids that are slow. For first, she has disobeyed the law of the Most High. And secondly, she has trespassed against her own husband. And thirdly, she has played the whore in adultery and brought children by another man. Is that not exactly what I was going over? So how am I misinterpreting exactly what it's saying? You have women in this world, in this society that will have intercourse with a man intercourse with another man, intercourse with another man, and then come back and say, this your baby, this your baby. And then you find out later on that that's not his child. So that's exactly what we're reading. How am I misinterpreting what we're reading? That's verbatim what's happening in society today. This is why some people, you just got to block them because it's like they're either going to get it or they're mentally, um, let me not use that term, mentally inebriated by the blindness of this society. Okay. Melissa Bohanan says, just like men do. 
Okay. D- did we not just discuss earlier the men committing adultery? Um, am, am I lost here? Melissa, did you just enter into the room? Is that why you're saying that just like men do? Melissa, did you just enter in, into the room? Did I not just have a discussion earlier about men? Oh, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide then. So what I'm conveying is that we read earlier scriptures about men that were committing adultery. Now we're reading about scriptures about women that are committing adultery. And we're saying that both equally are wrong. Men that act in a way that's inappropriate according to the Bible, they are wrong. And women that do not operate according to the Bible, they are wrong. But a lot of times what happens is when you reveal truthful information and you're trying to assist people, this is like telling them a person that sells drugs to stop selling drugs. They're going to say, why are you telling me to stop selling drugs? What about such and such? They doing this, they doing that. This is like when you're trying to tell a person that's a drug user, stop using drugs. And like, Why are you telling me stop? You ever heard the term a hit dog is going to holler? Have you ever heard that term before? Meaning there's certain things that the Bible will reveal that people are dealing with that they don't want to fix. And I'm trying to assist you to say, fix it now before you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Because God is real whether we believe in him or not. So you, I have two ways to say it. I can either say it really nicely or I can say, get your mind right with God before he destroy your behind. That's the only way I can do it. That's the only, I can have two ways. I can give you fire or I can give you water. You choose. Some people listen when you talk real nice to them. Some people listen when it's fire and brimstone and they're like, if you don't listen, if you don't want to change, there's a lake of fire coming from you and it's going to burn you to the ground. Do you want that? Change. Get your, some people, some people are going to listen and some people aren't. So it's up to you what you decide to listen to, whether you want to follow what the Bible says or if you want to receive judgment. As for me, I've acknowledged my mistakes based on the scriptures. And the reason why I can boldly stand here and tell you is because I went through similar experiences. You understand? So I'm reading the Bible and conveying to you information in the efforts of wanting to assist and guide towards righteous behavior. Okay? Let's read on. Ecclesiasticus chapter 23, verse 25. Her children, nope, verse 24. She shall be brought out into the congregation, and inquisition shall be made of her children. Her children shall not take root, and her branches shall not bring forth any fruit. She shall leave her memory to be cursed, and her reproach shall not be blotted out. And they that remain shall know that there is nothing better than the fear of the Lord, and that there is none sweeter than to take heed unto the commandments of the Lord. It is a great glory to follow the Lord, and to receive of him is long life. Y'all understand that? That's telling us if we keep the commandments and walk upright, then we will receive eternal life. 
But if we refuse to change and get right, mm, listen, during Moses' time, when people were caught in sin, it would only take two or three witnesses for someone to stone you to deletion. How much more when there's an innumerable amount of angels watching your every single move and monitoring you to see whether you will keep the commandments or not? It's going to be a much greater judgment with Christ and his angels. Because those stones aren't going to be stones from man. It's going to be fire and brimstone falling out of the sky and people are going to be screaming for help and no, there's not going to be a firefighter that can put that fire out. There, the place that you're standing on right now is destined to become the lake of fire. When you read the Bible, the oceans and the sea at the presence of God, they're going to all boil away. Our God is a consuming fire. I'm going to say this again. Our God is a consuming fire. Get right with him. Get right with him. Make a decision today. Hey, I'm going to follow what this Bible says. I'm going to keep the commandments. I'm going to walk upright. I want the eternal life. Let's go back. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Meaning, if you're keeping the commandments, you're walking upright, then guess what? You're going to enter freely into the gates. But there are people that don't want to follow the Bible. And guess what's going to happen? For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and makes a lie. So I don't got to break down the, Bi the Bible verse that says don't get angry and sin because that's going to lead you to doing things wrong and hurting people. Right. You cutting out again. OK, my Internet is probably going in and out. All right. Is the audio working correctly now? Put a one in the chat if the audio is clear. Can you hear? Is the audio clear? Put a one in the chat if the audio is clear. Put a one in the chat. If the, okay, I got one. I got one. Okay, all praises. Thank you. All praises to the Most High. All right. So we're going to go with the last part that says, Whosoever loves and makes a lie. We're going to go to Psalms chapter 101, verse 7. So y'all know the Bible verse that says, thou shalt not bear false witness, right? That's that's what it means when it says lying. Don't be a false witness. Let's go to Psalms. Hold on one second. Psalms. I love the sound of turning pages in the morning. Psalms 101 verse 7. Book of Psalms chapter 101. Verse 7. It says, He that works deceit shall not dwell within my house. And he that tells, li that tells lies shall not tarry in my sight. Let me read it again. It says, He that works deceit shall not dwell within my house. God is saying that if you love to lie, 
If you love to be deceptive, if you love to manipulate people with your words, you're not going to dwell within his house. But, but if we change and tell the truth, we'll be able to abide by him. He that tells lies shall not tarry in my sight. The biggest lie that we were ever told was that Jesus Christ was a Caucasian man. That was the biggest lie on the planet. And every subsequent thing that came from this religion with this guy in the picture that I'm showing you came with utter lies. They said God's laws are done away with. They said all we got to do is believe. They said you ain't got to do nothing. The Bible said you just got to believe Jesus exists, that he's a real person. Not realizing that Christ was not a blonde haired blue eyed Brad Pitt, but he looked more like Bob Marley. Okay. That Christ actually told you to, if you love me, keep my commandments. That Christ actually said, don't you ever think in your mind that I came to do away with the laws or the prophecies in this Bible. I have not come to do away with this law, but to complete the things that are written in it, but to fulfill it. Okay. So please take this as a learning opportunity to keep the commandments because the Bible says in order to get into the kingdom, you must keep the commandments. So notice everything that we mentioned here about those that don't get in are those that love lawless things. So who tells you that the 10 commandments are not in the Bible? We just read out of the last book of the Bible in order to get in, you got to keep the commandments, but those that are outside are those that are lying, committing adultery, worshiping false gods and idols, Christmas, Easter, uh, uh, celebrating the things that are not in the Bible. Okay? You understand? Somebody said, Levite sent only to the lost sheep. Yeah, I'm a Levite. I'm teaching the people. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, somebody said, Easter question mark. Yes. Bunny rabbits, number one, do not lay eggs. Nowhere in the Bible does God tell you to celebrate bunny, rap, bunny rabbits laying eggs. It's not in there. It's not in there. And somebody said, funny how certain books were omitted from the Bible. That's correct. We have those books and we're reading from the books. Watch this. Brian Johnson that made a comment. I'm glad that you said that. I'm going to show you a verse that they took out of the Bible because then you would put two and two together and realize, oh, we've been lied to. Watch this. During the Grecian captivity, you read about Alexander the Greek. Alexander the Greek is a historical figure that existed. During his empire, you read about what happened to our ancestors? Listen to this. It says, this is 1 Maccabees chapter 3, verse 41. It says, And the merchants of the country, hearing the fame of them, took silver and gold very much with the servants, and came into the camp to buy the children of Israel for slaves. To buy the children of Israel for slaves. Hold up, wait a minute. What group of people were sold into slavery in all nations? I'll wait. Do, do, do. Write it in the chat. Do, 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 Correct. The Israelites. Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, you are the ones that were sold into all nations via slavery. They saw this text during the 1700s. And they said, remove this out of the Bible. 
Don't let them know that the children of Israel were sold as slaves because then they're going to put two and two together. Don't let them read the book of Exodus about black slaves that came out of the land of Egypt and got freedom from slavery. They took it out during the 1700s. But guess what? We could read now. We could read now. Wait a minute. They made it illegal by law for you to be able to read and write. And that mysteriously, there's the lost tribes of Israel going around here. But we know that the Romans existed during the time of Christ. Hell, they got a whole church called the Roman Catholic Church. That's in Italy. That's in Europe. So wait a minute. The, the, the people of Rome still exist. The pe there's a place called Greece. You hear about Greece in the Bible. Greece still exists. But then the whole entire people that the Bible is about is lost? Lost tribes of Israel? No, they, they're not lost. They were enslaved. They were reclassified as black, Negro, African, Native American, Hispanic, Indian, right? People are going to be so shocked and surprised on Judgment Day when they realize, hold up, wait a minute. Oh, you were in the Babylonian captivity. Oh, you were in the Persian captivity. You were in the uh, Grecian captivity. You were in the Roman captivity. Captivity. You were enslaved by the Arabs, and you were enslaved by the Chinese, and you were enslaved by the Americans. You were enslaved by the Portuguese. And all the people that's going into the kingdom of heaven are a bunch of people that are the descendants of slavery and colonization. And Christ is coming to save them. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives. I have to preach liberty to the slaves, freedom to the slaves. That's the gospel. Oh, you never read that in church. You never read that in church. Uh-oh. You never read that in church. You never read that in church. Hmm. Somebody said Jesus never existed. Wow. Your mama never existed. Father, I pray that you help me remember all these scoffers on Judgment Day. So that way I can remind them of their judgment and how they came on TikTok live just to be a keyboard warrior just to be a keyboard warrior and all I got to do is send them to mutant land I'm going to block them but I pray father that I can I can uh, meet them again on judgment day and laugh in their face alright y'all I'm done I've been on TikTok for at least 4 hours trying to teach the bible and now I'm tired of, of people that come in here and, and, and make illegitimate statements that make no sense whatsoever. What did we talk about today? We talked about the fact that the Roman Catholic Church was responsible for slavery and colonization. They initiated the, the uh, transatlantic slave trade. We also talked about the fact that the Roman Catholic Church was responsible for the unaliving of over 800,000 people during the Rwanda massacre that most people still don't know, and that happened in the 90s. We also talked about the fact that the Roman Catholic Church was responsible for the influence of the uh, 
evildoers in Germany with the guy that had the swastika symbol. Y'all know who I'm talking about. First name, Adolf, last name, something else. We also talked about the fact that um, the Roman Catholic system indoctrinated the people. They went into North, Central, and South America and Africa with their missionaries, their CIA agents, and government officials. And while the world was being blown to hell and back by their conquistadors and colonizers, they were infiltrating the people and giving them a whitewashed, sanitized version of the Bible instead of telling them the truth of the Bible. The very people in the Bible in Africa and in the Americas were the original Hebrews. We also talked about the fact that the Bible is a true book and that certain prophecies and texts have to come true in order for Christ to return. Such events such as plagues, pestilences, wars, rumors of wars, and catastrophic catastrophic events that you call climate change and climate situations are really judgments of the most high God. And at this point in time, in order to get into the kingdom of heaven, you must repent, you must change, you must keep the commandments of God with faith in the black Messiah and you will get into the kingdom by obedience to God's laws, faith and works. Because the Bible says faith without action, faith without works is dead. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. I'm your host, Afia Levi Israel. You could find the Forefront Radio on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. This recording, hopefully, Lord's willing, will be downloaded and uploaded to Spotify. Click on my profile and go to the Spotify link, the YouTube links. I have two YouTube channels, one with 22,000 subscribers, no, one with 12,000 subscribers, and one with 193 which was a newer channel make sure you follow make sure you subscribe and um, we invite all of you that enjoy this information to subscribe here on TikTok. those that are subscribers we send you a link to our discord channel if you're interested in private bible studies thank you so much for listening to the forefront radio with that i say peace and to all the scoffers and haters god bless america god bless you the same way you bless my ancestors shalom Tune in to The Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash The Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms.